Hello. Oh, I'm not there again. Uh, Hello. Hey. Hello. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How you doing? Good, thank you. How you doing? Yeah, fine. So did it record the video last time? Yes, or just it did. Amazing. That's why it took a million years to yes. uh, compress on the... What's it? It's kind of cool, actually. It dumps it all into a folder and then gives you uh, audio and then audio and video. But it's two separate renders, which is kind of cool. Well, is that the, the Zoom? The only issue is that it auto... It's not a screen capture of three screens. It's whoever's activating the speaker oh. window at uh, the time. Okay. So if like someone goes like that half of the time talking, yeah. <laughs> it flicks to them. So. We yeah. we we have haven't we talked about the drug policy in, in this podcast? Yeah, no snorting yeah, whilst, yeah. whilst whilst on the podcast. <laughs> it's a drug free podcast. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Huge amounts of caffeine will be consumed. Yeah. yeah. Currently by me right now. We've been uh, up to Dan. I don't take caffeine. Um, what have I been up to? A uh, few things. Writing, reading. Uh, I got an interesting call for a project. They're a bit cagey about what it is. I mean, I know sort of what it is, but uh, I got an email this morning saying, I need to get you to sign an NDA, and then we can talk about the, uh, talk about the project. But I mean, it's literally live on the website for people to um, buy tickets to so it's re <laughs> it's relatively straight i think they don't want the, I, I suspect the nda will suppress discussion of the underlying technologies because right. um, ah, okay. some of it's a bit developmental mm. but it's, not um, the actual performance but the no so the performance is at the end um it's uh, the second two weeks of march from like the 12th to the 20th it's a performance every day by the um royal shakespeare company with music from the philharmonia orchestra but it's uh and it's like an online so there's no in-person people there's no in-person audience it's online right. right um so as a result the actors from the rsc are giving their performance in uh in a motion capture volume and what you'll see is actually rend real-time rendered avatars uh, so everything's everything's real time. So it's um, using the Unreal Engine to to wow. generate basically like a, a live game world with live live performance. So the audio, their actors will be wearing IEMs and um, have radio mics, um, and that audio will be mixed uh, and um, combined with playback, pre-records, effects, um, some gesture-based. Um, instrument you know, some just based musical performance mm. of sound design so it's kind of it's it's sort of slightly like what we talked about the other day uh, in that it's being conceived for conceived for end users and it's doing things that you couldn't possibly do in um in a theater environment mm. but in other ways it's not in that it's a piece of shakespeare um yeah yeah, so it's an interpreter. It's like a stage. It's like an online staging, using technology that wouldn't be available to a pre to a, a physical staging. So they're going to be all dressed up in green leotards with the uh, with the data points all over them. With the with the <laughs> tracking points on them. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's a uh, so for for motion capture, it's usually grey leotards, but yeah, the gimp oh. suit as we call it. But, yeah. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> yeah, the gr- the green is get for... the gimp. <laughs> get the gimp. Yeah. Um, the green is when you wish to um, uh, remove pose, the yeah. yeah yeah remove that element from from a yeah. uh, from a uh, delete the visual gimp. yeah from visual spectrum. So most um, mo- motion capture systems work on um, uh, infrared or near infrared mm. uh, spe- spectrum. So um, the cameras essentially uh, have a filter in front of them that fil- filters out visible light, and they have a ring of uh, infrared trans- uh, transmitters around them, so that the the light shines from the camera, hits the retroreflective markers, and comes back to the camera. Um, but because all the visual spectrum light is filtered out, you basically just see uh, white dots. Which is all you need for the motion capture, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So when you have enough of them from enough different camera positions, you can triangulate the three D position of the oh. uh, of of the dots. I might have to attend this. This is this is amazing. Yeah, I don't. Know. Let's see if I can find it on the internet. It's called Dream because it's the real time element that I'm interested in because that's yeah. a huge amount of computing power. It's a lot of hassle. In, yeah. Exactly. In real, like because it's. <laughs> Because there was that. Um... Oh, it's the fir- it's the t- it's the first thing. If you go to rsc.org.uk, it's like mm. the it's the fun. It says twenty three days, five hours, fifty one minutes, and eleven seconds. I mean, it's it's like designed to stress me, really. <laughs> 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 this is the deadline. Because um, yeah. there was the Netflix uh, World War Two war series that came out uh, late last mm. year. That was the same premise. It was just the actors' faces. Everything else was. Um, motion capture and mm. like superimposed into almost like a cartoony uh, oh, that's cool. graphic novel painted picture yeah so style. like a non non photo real rendering yeah and, and so, yeah yeah but that was obviously not real time that's huge processing and all the detail yeah. into it and it still was it was it was kind of cool but it it allowed you to do things on a much smaller budget but still yeah like a huge i mean the real the real power. time era it the the real time element is is um is tricky uh for for the reasons you're just suggesting of computing but um more because there are many many things that frequently go wrong mm. that aren't really issues if you have time to do post uh, capture cleanup on the data yeah. but if everything's happening in real time if the system suddenly thinks your wrist is your elbow or whatever um it can you know mess up things that are derived from that data and including the visual avatar but also any any other data like the mm. um you know sort of panning position for example if you're extracting that um and that's that's a real difficulty one of the things i've been doing in uh, my research work over the last few years is looking at um issues associated with using motion data in real time and and uh, marker transposition and marker loss is like one of the major mm. issues because if you imagine like you've got your hand and you're saying okay so um the distance between two of my fingers controls a particular audio processing parameter, like a filter, for example. Um, and then you lose the position of one of your fingers. Uh, what do you then do? Do you hold where you previously were when the when the marker comes back? How do you reconnect that to the mm. to the audio? Um, it's a bit like using uh, automate. It'd be like using an automation control surface where, like, the faders would just randomly disappear from time to time and then pop back in a different position. And you'd have to know, oh, right, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's gone over there now. Yeah, please don't boost 100. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so yeah, there has to be a lot of safeguards against exactly that kind of thing, boost to 100 or, um, 
uh, putting excessive feedback into mm. delays and stuff like that, you know, that I guess you, you that the, can't get out of. With, with, with the performance, you don't want like an actor's head to just extend 10 foot in the air, then back down, or their arm ex- go out and then suddenly their fingers are 20 feet long. <laughs> or... Yeah, exactly. So yeah. you try and use, uh, you try and use some constraints to say like mm. uh, a human could never do these kind of things. So, ne- so never, never accept tracking data that's, that falls mm. outside these bounds. Um, so, uh, for example, with that, with the hands, you can say, well, um, a finger is allowed a certain amount of flexion. That's like when you curl your hands conventionally, mm. but extension and then hyperextension is where you curl your hands back. Now, most people can't hyperextend beyond a couple of degrees, you know, 10, 15 degrees, maybe. So if you say like a, suddenly a finger would be hyperextended yeah. 90 degrees, you say, right, okay. That's unlikely. Mm. <laughs> Synthesize a plausible position of the finger from yeah. the the previous fingers, but yeah, I mean it, it is all it's all computationally expensive, and yeah. there's just many many things to go wrong. I mean it's like you know doing any live production of any kind, mm. um, there are many things to go wrong. We talked mm-hmm. about this last week. It's like actually, you, as a as a consumer, you actually want things to go wrong <laughs> to show it's live to some extent. Like it's quite <laughs> nice if. There's a little yeah. little glitch that you heard at your performance that's not on anybody else's. Mm-hmm. But That'll as the be... performer, you're like, I really hope it yeah. all works. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, are they going to be in an environment that's... So like, so for anyone who's listening, the, the Netflix thing was called um, the, uh, Liberator, was the TV show. I remember seeing an article saying that the actors were in like a very basic environment on a soundstage like when they jump into a trench they do jump into a u-shaped hole on the floor obviously with data points over as well and and marker points so are the actors just going to be in a space that is background made or will there be a physical environment that they can um, can lean against something or pick up something i suspect not i mean this this possibly is the specifics that have to be um Mm. Um, nd8 but uh, my experience of using uh, motion capture systems uh, is that you want to try and have as few things in the capture volume as you possibly can because they're just um they're just things for markers to get hidden behind to occlude behind so if you had like a wall to lean against um you can't have if if you lean your left shoulder against a wall you lose you can't see all the markers down the left side and you know so um so if you wanted to simulate that, you'd, you'd try and have the, the barest minimum of stuff in, like a, an outline frame, for example. Yes. And that frame would have to be in a matte black finish so it produced no, no reflections. So there are, there are a lot of kind of faffs. But the one thing that is good about, about um, uh, the fact that only the markers are shown in the system. If you if you think carefully about it and you plan carefully, people without any tracking points can enter the volume invisibly. Ah, that's clever. Mm. So, for example, if you wanted to do puppeteering, for example, the puppets would have the markers on it, but the puppeteers would not. Mm. So the camera sees only the puppets. So you can do flying birds and things like that um, with no no wires, no rods. no. Yeah, I think there's that famous video of, the they're doing smaug for the hobbit and there's two guys literally running around a sound a sound stage with a huge thing on this running around like that and obviously they don't appear in the film i think it yeah. would have made the hobbit more enjoyable if there were two <laughs> technicians running around underneath 
with a big <laughs> stick. But well, that's um, anti, uh, Andy Circus's uh, operation, and uh, mm. he's really, really um, from the, from the from the performance side. And he now has a company that works on a lot of the technology behind this. But from the performance side, uh, as an actor using um, uh, using motion capture or gesture capture or um, facial or emotional capture, he is kind of uh, he. I can't think of a suitable, but he's, he's like the gold standard, the, the fur lined, rolled <laughs> Rolls Royce, yeah. you know, ocean going, copper bottomed. Yeah. It's it's a good, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, he is the guy for that. Yeah, and uh, and I think the um, the work he's done. Uh, regardless of whether you enjoy the films, you know, technically and artistically, it's pushed pushed boundaries oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. in an extraordinary way. Kind of like I, I, it's, it's the ILM of the seventies, isn't it? And pushing everything forward. Yeah, to Star Wars. And the, exactly. And the... Actually, that's interesting. So the the um, one of the things that's been in the news recently about this uh, lady who's been uh, ejected from the Star Wars. Um, uh, I can't think what it is. Oh, uh, the Mandalorian. Hmm. Um, so that's less interesting than the fact that they're using um, hybrid production on that uh, that series. So it's kind of like halfway between the two things that we're talking about. The actor is on a stage and they have real props and things around them and they're re- dressed in a real costume. But the back of the stage is a massive wraparound screen and the camera has the motion tracking um, markers on the camera. So when the camera moves, the screen produces what should be be what should be seen behind the camera from the correct perspective of the camera um, in real time at the time of acting. So it's not like then something that you composite in afterwards. Uh, you can the the actors can see the CGI all around them um, and lighting from that casts onto them and so on. And that's a, you know that's one of the first major series to take advantage of that technology. And most of that's driven by Unreal Engine as well, which is obviously must, a game engine for most people. Yeah, and it must be a, a really great thing for actors because for years it's you have to act with this puppet or this lump with dots on it and try and emote yeah. and have acting skill with an inanimate object. And at least you can actually see the render, even if it's not perfect or you can still yeah. have something to interact you can act with rather than looking at you know a tennis ball on a stick to give you eye line that's the sort yeah exactly yeah well this was a very interesting discussion about audio matters what oh my god it happens (laughs) what do you know what okay audio question do you do you find in these sort of productions that where the central point of the of the production is so not the audio bit like Mm -hmm. it's not diminishing what you do but that part of the project if there is a project manager, your job is not as difficult, maybe in their mind, as the people that try to render this thing in real time so the production works. A guy who's yeah. going around sticking mics on people, it's like, yeah, 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 okay, you can do that. Yeah, you've got to be able to hear it as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but do do, do I you think find these that hybrid times? No, I think they the, these kind of like cutting edge hybrid productions tend to be managed by uh, people who are fairly technically savvy. So they kind of see Good. the whole mm. they see the whole thing um, in overview as having these technical elements that that, that bear equal mm. equal weight. I think um, I think where where um, the situation you're describing does occur is often in. Uh, scheduling and timeline on films 
Uh, it's very common that uh, uh, audio and 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 music changes are pushed really late, later and later and later. Um, and there's kind of for composers particularly, there's this expectation like, uh, oh yeah, we. Um, I know we've signed off and recorded all that stuff there, but we'd just like to uh, clip out five seconds from the scene, but still hit all the hit points. Yes. That's that's cool, isn't it? So please and go re-edit. Like, well, yeah. Entire yeah so re-edit or, or, um, or, uh, or rewrite it in some mm-hmm. cases, you know, rewrite it and re-record it. Um, and uh, yeah, the, sa- the sound design and the sound mixing stuff does all, always get kind of pushed, pushed to the end of the frequent picture changes and picture updates. Um, Sometimes there are good reasons for that. Sometimes you can see why why it's important to kind of emphasize one thing or another. And and I think there would be people from any department saying, "Oh, you know, I wish I wish they'd got the visual effects supervisor on earlier in the project," or "I, um, you know, I wish the stunt coordinator had been on earlier in the project." Or this is something the makeup department should have known months ago. Like everybody will have their own yeah. kind of <laughs> about it. You know, we all love to complain about things. It's That's just you know, part of our job, isn't it? <laughs> it wouldn't be yeah. It wouldn't be fun if there wasn't anything to moan about. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So the main issue for me with that is that uh, it's not near where I live, um, to the extent that I couldn't really realistically commute there. It's in the UK, um, but with the COVID restrictions and the testing mm. regime and the accommodation, and everything, I'd basically be away for sort of three weeks, um, which could be interesting. It's more. It's more down to Mrs. Halford and her views on. Uh, herd management of small human animals during that period <laughs> uh, in a in a sort of sole command capacity three weeks is a long um, time three weeks is a mm. long time three weeks would be a long time in yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a time when you were allowed to go out and meet other people and yes. your children could go to you know play group and hang out with their friends yeah um three yeah. weeks when you have to stay in your house it's uh a bit special she said, you know even when you go overseas you've never usually gone for more than a week i was like yes yeah. so that is true you know usually in out you know and i guess it's, it is it it'll be a closed thing as well so you can't just keep coming home yeah i think there would be uh, there would be difficulties uh i mean the the second two weeks there's the three week stent the second two weeks include both days of the weekend anyway mm. um but uh, just through due to the uh, isolation and testing so everybody on the crew and on the uh, you know everybody involved in the project at all has to be tested twice a week and stay in um, covid secure accommodation on site and uh, wear masks stay two meters apart no more than 16 people to a room all this kind of stuff uh, there was a discussion that um, if two people need to get to a console and the console is shorter than like a mixing desk, uh, are we? Uh, do we have to hire mixing desks that are, um, you know, ninety six channels wide just so, mm-hmm. just so that two? Yeah, I'm two meters away from you and I'm on channels ninety seven and. I, I had a conversation. Channel with, distancing with, yeah. with, with live engineer, and they said one of their solutions was two digitally controlled desks that were mapped the same for the two engineers. Yeah, that, that that's quite cross. a good idea, isn't it? Yeah, but, but it means hiring another desk and the cards and computer needed to have that yeah. solidly working. But, but if you need two engineers and you, 
Yeah, well, I mean, in some cases, you you, you might can't be have wiping to... down the desk between every single failure change. No, exactly. <laughs> but um, some sometimes you would have two desks running anyway mm. uh, for redundancy, and so it's sometimes just a case of engineering how you would actually link mm. those two things together. And there's sometimes other reasons to do that. I can't, uh, I shouldn't name names, but there was qu- quite a quite a high profile contemporary um, uh, contemporary music composer, um, and he. When he attends his events, he always insists on coming and sitting at the console and touching faders uh, and making kind of dramatic, wild, I think it would be <laughs> an appropriate, um, changes to settings um, mm. at his whim sort of throughout the, throughout the piece. So um, he's, he's, become, uh, he's become a bit kind of um, uh, aware of the concept of dfa so you can't just say oh yeah we'll we'll give him a few here's your mixer (laughs) yeah yeah exactly um so i was on a gig once where one of my responsibilities was to uh be on a second console behind the the primary console and on one of the layers i had uh like the inverse of his uh, of his faders so basically anything that happened on that layer i had to do, do the opposite on yep. on my layer to sort of undo yeah. the, wow. the, the, the game changes. All, um, the, all these things we do to protect certain people's egos who are paying our bills. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, well, yes, it, it, it's quite extraordinary, isn't it? It's like, well, we want the concert to go well and we want this guy to feel like he's involved. Um, and <laughs> this is this is the solution. And actually on that, yeah, on that particular, con- uh, that particular event, We'd asked for something quite modest, but the hire company said, oh, um, whatever it was, I can't remember what we asked for, but whatever it was, was out. Um, but so they said, oh, well, what, we'll, we'll just send you what we have. So what turned up? So uh, there was, I think it was about eight, eight channels that needed to be balanced, something like that. Or maybe it was like 10, 10 channels of playback and uh, four channels from live from the stage, mm. something like that. Uh, so re- really quite... You really, really wouldn't need very much. Anyway, two two of them, like massive, whatever they are, like SD7s or something, enormous Digico consoles turned up um, because that's what they had two of. We only got charged for whatever we asked for. But uh, so it was like the most overkill thing. So you could have had you could have had channel distancing there. You could have probably had an eight channel bay for every single fader. Have we coined that now? Channel distancing. Channel, channel distancing. distancing. Yeah. So if you use channel one, you can't use channel two. You have to use one, three, five. Seven. Yeah. yeah. I think that's it. Odd. What is the, what's the number? What's the number though? Like what if two? If it's social distancing is two two meters. Oh, how, how many channels? channels is channel distancing? A ninety six channel console. Yeah, mm-hmm. we could halve that. I mean, none of it is none of it's more than two meters, though, is it? I think you. Can well, a ninety-six channel concert, yeah. Uh, thirty-two, I, I know, think, let... maybe is. Well, you can get thirty-two mm-hmm. cha- channel consoles usually about one point two, one point six meters. Or I think if you looked at something like um, some of the bigger SSLT series for like broadcast mm-hmm. or um, Studa Vistas, some of the Studa Vistas uh, are are probably. Uh, well over two meters uh, uh, but not when they're in trucks mm. obviously this was a thing that uh yeah oh that yeah mm, that's something i can't go into but the, for, for various reasons that uh, there, there's a, a current interest industry controversy about people using trucks mm. um because it's essentially 
uh, not possible to socially distance inside an OB vehicle. And airtight and very small. Sure, yeah, yeah. They have all the, <laughs> they have all the characters in the recording studio on wheels, but they're very narrow. Yeah. Very COVID y. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they're not um yeah, so not very popular um, amongst a large broadcast organization at the Have you ever had any luck with any of these remote consoles? You have your console and then you have an iPad or something and you've been able to control and mm. have you ever done a gig where you don't feel like you need to constantly still be within running distance of the actual console in case the the iPad locks? Yeah, I see where we go. Yeah. Um I'm always so afraid I use, of those things. Yeah. I mean I use the um I can't remember what it's called. The Yamaha, it's like the Q at the um, the uh, stage st- stage mix. I think they call it the the Yamaha uh, remote thing for an iPad uh, all the time with like Q uh, QL and CL series um, consoles, and they're very useful for things like setting um, uh, monitor gains. Uh, you know, monitor mixes from the stage. If you if you make your own monitors and you're doing auxes, you can just flip the uh, an iPad to auxes, go up on the stage and stand next to the person, make your well stand two meters from the person now, and uh, make make your monitor changes. And they're also good for assessing how things he, uh, sound a, around a large auditorium. Mm-hmm. So often the console is placed uh, not in a very good location, so you might want to get away from that. Like un, in the theaters, they will they tend to be. Um, underneath the balconies so you want to like get forward of that to hear what's going on so it's useful for that uh have i mixed and felt comfortable i have done i have done an event on an ipad uh with the with the with the console in a in a separate room uh did i feel comfortable not not really Mm. not really um I mean, nothing. It's, it's nothing went wrong, but I didn't like. I didn't yeah. like the experience. I constantly, I had the feeling that something might go wrong. It's like if your laptop crashes just before a recording session, um, and you can't figure out why. The whole time, you're constantly thinking it might do it again because I didn't. I couldn't figure out why it did it. Yeah, yeah, sure. So it's like that. You had that same sort of feeling. This is working now, but if. If it doesn't work, or if I tap the wrong thing, or if it goes to sleep and I, you know, mm. it doesn't wake up and reconnect properly or something like, you know, so I kept like little just wiggling something just to make sure that yeah, I yeah, was yeah. always, you know, so there was, so I was very aware of it, I think. Whereas if, when you're at the console, if everything's going well, well, you're not really aware of it. It's just a thing that you've got your fingers on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did well, that with my phone. Like if I'm expecting a call, yeah, like I have to keep my phone awake. Like I have to, like if I know the call is coming, right? Just because on like two occasions it's not, the call hasn't come through. And it I've hasn't actually it. Yeah. vibrated. Yeah, or something. like <laughs> so now, like because of one or two incidents. Yeah, you're I constantly to, on edge. I'm constantly like, well, I have to receive this call, so I'm looking at my phone like, as it's like blaring eyes, uh, photons into my retina, you know, and you know, I'm just like. Like yeah, just tapping, tapping it to stop it, it from yeah. yeah. It, 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 right, it's yeah. a thing. We have this like, maybe we call it, and we'll we, we call it a new phase: engineer anxiety. Engineer. Because it's the, like range anxiety. Or something. Yeah, because it's like you, you don't know if all this responsibility is on you. You can't afford not to be belt and braces, so you're always belt and braces. So that means that you have to constantly keep checking the belt and the braces. Because mm. if you don't, some irrational part of your brain goes like with Chris with the phone. It's like if I don't do it, it won't work. 
when there's yeah, no yeah. it's like it's almost superstitious isn't it it's like if i mm. don't if i don't do it yeah. like the universe is gonna like you know you're gonna get punished <laughs> come and get you doing it. and i guess yeah. it's like that yeah you're being paid so you go my excuse for i only looked away once to the guy who just paid me a huge amount of money to not cock up this recording mm. and i just cocked yeah. it up is uh, yeah. it worth mm. me constantly just touching my mouse every few minutes you're, well, you're, I think I think the other thing you. that's interesting about this, what we're calling engineering anxiety, <laughs> is um, coined. I think it's more. Uh, I, I think to some extent, it's it's worse when the when the the task you're completing is more simple. So it's like an inverse yes. um, yeah. correlation. So if you're doing something that's incredibly complicated and and sort of cutting edge, and uh, you're you're pushing boundaries, and and everything's kind of on the limit of what's possible and something doesn't work there's kind of like well you know it always it, there was always yeah, a chance yeah. it's that more that forgivable right yeah exactly yeah, yeah. but if it's like record these eight signals yeah. um and then something doesn't work it's uh it's it's kind of much much worse you know i had an experience recently where it was it was quite it was quite a routine uh job and something and and what were and and the talkback element wasn't working for some reason and there was no obvious reason why and it's like well and i, I felt so bad about that because uh, you know i felt really bad like trying to sort this out because it's like this is the this is the simplest bit you know you yeah, speak yeah. in here and it goes into the <laughs> the cans of the performer why is this everything else is working why is this bit not working um and uh, uh I mean, I managed to patch around it in the end, but uh, it, it still bothers me because I never quite got to the bottom the of feeling. why it didn't why it didn't work. Mm. And I, I mean, I have some suspicions. Do either of you use Pro Tools, by the way? No. Like on the regular. Just, just about. I, I, I'm still on Pro Tools 11. And I use it for recording this podcast. Oh, so okay. Fine. <laughs> so, really getting the value out of it. Aren't you? No, I got you. Are you on a subscription as well? <laughs> yeah, so I'm, every I'm month, not, I'm not, every I'm month not you're paying average. For... I am not moving no, on to okay. a subscription. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, that's quite a. That's quite a. Uh, that's a touchy one, is it? Yeah, touchy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I am on it. I am on a subscription, but I do hate Pro. I mean, I. Uh, Other doors are available. Yeah, other doors are available. Um, other very, doors very are very available. Uh, uh, yeah, other ones are very much more pref preferable to me. But um, <laughs> no, I discovered so Pro Tools. If you're using Pro Tools native, so without any mm. of their um, the hardware, card, their hardware, yeah. there's a. Uh, <clears throat> it says in their documentation, it says there's a limit to 32 channels uh, co concurrently, and. There seems to be, it seems to be, I mean, I assumed from what I read from the official documentation that that meant that you could only put 32 tracks into record. Say, like on a multi-track session, you could go 30, 31 channels, 32 channels, you couldn't put 33 into record. Um, but it, it seems like it might, at least in some versions, it might be a little bit more complicated that. it's It could be 32 total audio pathways um, even if they're not in use so if they're active in the session but there's no signal yeah. in them so on this particular session i had received um i had received some updated um playback elements from, uh, from somebody else's pro tools project and i imported them into the session 
and uh, when I imported them in this in the session, unbeknownst to me, it, it imported like twenty four outputs or something uh-huh, okay. uh, that were not connected. You know, I were I wasn't using it. There, mm. there was sort of twenty four um, auxiliary buses or some 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 kind of mm. audio pathway uh, that what that wasn't relevant to what what I was doing, and I hadn't noticed it, and it it started to sort of steal. Uh, steal voices, steal pathways from um, from the end of my session. So right at the very end of the session were things like the the slate and the talkback and stuff like that. And it had just no, you can't. So you know, even if your I it's in use somewhere else. Even if your I/O settings are set to your other interface, that's not part of the same. Yeah, these weren't actually patched. Oh, right. These were they just. Patched. This was just. Oh. No, no, it was, it was just, this was just, they, they were set up, but they weren't actually patched to anything physical because they, because they had originated from another setup, somebody else's setup with different hardware, different, but they, they were just sort of, you know, like orphaned in the session, if you like. And because, because I thought, well, we're just not using them. I just kind of just left them. So then what I did is I had to go through every session and then manually like strip out anything that wasn't being used and then mysteriously it started working again if the um if the good people at avid are listening i would love to work with you uh just email <laughs> advertising at <Tunnel. laughs> that's well the thing is there's so I, many times when i'm using it i'm just like i don't people use this for professional work i don't understand I why the, i think the, the, the i'm not going to try and defend avid because i I'm not going to try and offend them. I think the reasoning or their reasoning behind it is maybe historically the people that buy the people that buy a Pro Tools who then have need for 32 channels more normally bought the HD cards and the HD system. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure just, they do. So it's almost like But it seems cynical. Like they, they force you to move to yeah. Pro Tools HD. Well, it, or I guess you put like, the HX cards on something. They didn't want Skywalker Sound not having hd cards in their system and using pro tools software and software with rme rme yeah, yeah exactly. exactly and it's like <laughs> which is kind of it's very very odd i i've never understood why the the need because only other engineers look at a photo of a studio and go oh i can see hd racks there like no one else cares like no yeah, artist yeah. ever walked into studio and gone whoa you got those converters I mean, maybe they have, but I, to my opinion, <laughs> I was going to say they definitely have. <laughs> they definitely have. Yeah. Hold on, but wasn't there? Wasn't there not, a? Wasn't there a coinage earlier on? No, yeah. not, no, no. But but looked at the other way. Um, I think if you see it, if you see a studio and you, I mean, um, and you see like oh those little kind of yeah curvy the, yeah. digitized things like okay yeah they're they're a legit outfit they, yeah. they've it's silver and purple 50, they must know yeah what 15k <laughs> on their uh you know their interface but i yeah that but is, on, didn't we have yeah. converter mb or something wasn't oh, there converter something? Shame. Converter, converter shame. shame see yeah i was yeah. gonna say they were uh, in ep- series one episode something there was a uh there was an argument about converter shame. we should so, set yeah. up a we should set up a uh a hotline for people suffering a converter shame absolutely oh okay like don't don't suffer alone yeah yeah, yeah. it just it just you know, forwards you. standing by to take your call it just <laughs> forwards you straight to focus right and like yeah <laughs> yeah. By... yeah like an go affiliate buy... link to focus yeah. right <laughs> go and buy some red net equipment or something. well focus right are quite interesting because they've got a lot of this kind of fence sitting equipment you know it's got it's got um dante on it mm. um and it's got sort of native thunderbolt but it's also got digilink connectors yeah they um, give they give people 
what they might what they need want. and give you options yeah. beyond it, which is amazing for an audio company, really. Not forcing yeah. you down a specific yeah. route. So, yeah. So, 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 Dan, big up photo. Everyone's, yeah, photo, focus right. everyone's thinking yeah. now, listening. So, what does Dan use? I mean, What's you, bet, what, what, you better now come out with something bro? really, really fancy from your setup. No, I'm afraid. <laughs> well, it is. It's uh, it is. It is a mixture of RME and Focusrite. Ah, well, there we go. Of course, um, yeah. Prim- primarily RME. Um, so I, I want the uh, you know just they're very very clean. Uh, other other converters are available. Yeah. Um, well, but dep- also depending also on their... your sensitivity to shame and, and what have you. Yeah, I mean, other yeah. converters are available. Other other mic pre's are available. Um, what I prime what I primarily require is um, clean, neutral gain. Yeah. Um, like you know, nothing added, nothing taken away. Um, I feel I get that from the RME kit. Um, the Focusrite is also very clean, very neutral as well. Um, it's, uh, the one I have has got uh, some. Um, Mm. Uh, some gentle compression that you can dial in, um, and you, so you can kind of shape it a bit. Yeah, my my my, my Octopre focus right is I still have that because if I ever have to go out and do a location recording, if I if I ever yeah, do get it's to really it again, handy. <laughs> it's it's perfect. Yeah. yeah, when I'm back on location, yeah, when you can be, actually yeah. go outside and do things, fancy that. <laughs> well, the good thing about the Octopre's as well um, is that they not only have they got um, the the way in they also have the way out you know so you get an eight channel octopri you've also got um you know eight channels of d2a as well so quite often my um uh, octopri in the bottom of uh one of the stage racks is um is passing signals out to headphones mm. and uh you know monitors and that and that is how you know that's how you that's how the studio picks up the um uh, the talkback and the playback and things mm-hmm. like that um it's good because it uh all, all the system, the the majority of the system then ends up on on um, Dante, um, and I run uh, fiber from one place to another. So um, it's uh, everything just kind of you know, and you can carry it on a finger, and, and everything just passes over that. And right there, Dan, you very well brought us back to the the, the central point is not the coolness of the gear or how it looks or the price or the fancy to the fact that it allows mm. you to do a job that you need to do without complex like yeah like, as straightforwardly gear, as possible which does yeah. the thing and does not bother me for the rest of the session i don't care anything else at the moment does it do my job how does it help me do my job well great that's yeah. why i'm buying it and that doesn't necessarily yeah uh, uh, the, yeah this is the exact point isn't it, it doesn't it does uh, some of that has got to be down to like the audio quality and the conversion mm. quality and all the rest of it but some of it like does it allow me to do my job includes things like can I, uh, on my own, <coughs> carry in fifty meters of it? <laughs> yeah. um, and if the, if it's uh, you know sixty four channel or two thirty two channel um, analog you know audio hose pipes <laughs> that are <coughs> fifty meters long, yeah. that's really really heavy. I mean, I think officially as th- anything over thirty five meters thirty two causes a two man lift or something. So yes. so um, you know the idea that yeah. you know I take this around and haul it in and out of my car is is. Yeah. Uh, was quite alarming to um uh people including Nell who said uh, you need to you need to go all digital because this is just silly and then on my first after I um after I moved systems to fully fiber um I made a specific point of uh, carrying the 
carrying the cable that would be the multicore in on one little finger <laughs> to the session. It's like, I'm carrying 50 meters multicore. It's, <laughs> it's 32 channels at 24.96 bi-directional. And it's uh, mm. and it also carries all the control and all the you know the cue and all all that so stuff. So cool! I can guarantee you some of those and argument people said, "Oh no, sound people moved to digital because it was like cleaner and didn't introduce noise." But like, no, they, no one gives a toss. Yeah. It was because no, it's, it's cut cause you could setup re- times yeah. in half. Yeah, <laughs> it's because you could because you could recall things <laughs> easily, <laughs> and because there because the, there's more stuff in a smaller space basically. Yeah. Mm. This, yeah, yeah. Do not get do not get swayed by internet forums about audio fidelity. In a lot of stuff in live sound, it, it's time, time. Yeah, it's and like how, of yeah. job. <laughs> how easy is this to set up? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I mean that's that's. A, I always find that you know. I mean, we. I think we've talked about audio file stuff in the past. If we haven't, you know, mm. it's a dangerous ra- rabbit hole. But um, uh, Chris, I always loves, find like uh, this thing with the with the cabling <laughs> and everything files. really surprising because. I think, like, you do realise, like, all this stuff, when it was originally recorded, people were just using ordinary mic cables. Um, <clears throat> you know, if you're lucky, they're using Van Damme Star Quad Tour Series or something, yeah. you know, so a decent uh, Star Quad cable. But most of the time, they're not. Most of the time, they're using something from an ordinary, uh, you know, cable manufacturer. Uh, could be Van Damme, could be Klotz, Mugabe, um, the other one I can't think of. But, you know, they're just ordinary things. People buy them in 100-meter reels off the shelf, <laughs> sold on a couple of Neutrix FX series, you know, connectors, yeah. and, and away you go. There's nothing really particularly special or, you know, what's good about them is you is that uh, they have a hard-wearing jacket and the Neutrix connectors basically don't break. Yes, that's it. Um, but, we, yeah, uh, that's it. Uh, and, and, and if they do... Um, spares and parts are readily available. It's very easy to prepare. That that's that's a ba- mm. in almost all situations. Those are the consider those are the considerations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you can buy the the nitric connectors with gold plated um, uh, pins. You can buy them with. Uh, I never get this word right. Let's just take a run up at it. You can buy them. Uh, embedded or indeed encrusted okay. in Swarovski crystals. That is a that is a skew from Neutrik. Really? Um yeah. Please tell me but, you're you're pulling Alex. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some somebody's got the internet in front of them. <sighs> you, you go for it. So you can get that. Uh, you depressed. can you can use um you know pure silver solder. Uh, you can buy silver cables. You can, you know, there's all kinds of stuff. Chris, I'm going to need. No one need does that. that though. No one does that. They go to Canford. They go to Studio Spares. They just, you know, they go to VDC. They order up. Uh, if it's OB, it's almost certainly been through some sort of mill spec uh, multi pin connector that was, you know, that's lying in a puddle. Uh, none of these things pass the audio file test. I mean, you know, and certainly we're not using, uh, you know. Uh, uh, shielded optical cable you know screened optical cables and uh, unidirectional cables you know the electricity only flows one way or sort of nonsense like this you know chris, none of that chris i'm gonna have need you just you to fa- yeah there we go for that. i think you missed that carvalho <laughs> i think you need to hold that up again crystal and go. it's hang on they've done like a full-on apple-esque way of saying with crystallized <laughs> pm so the, the word <laughs> crystallized has been trademarked Oh, is it? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. my God. Swarovski elements and gold contacts. 
Oh, it's not just me who can't say that. Can you? Can, <laughs> yeah. can you? Um, can you raise? A, can you raise a purchase order, please? please? Let, let, How much let are the, they? Um, let the host with the lisp. Um, go go for that again. Yeah, I see that there's a shop in town of it, and every time I go past it, I feel just like, inadequate. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say it. It's like, I don't know. Just I don't really understand. How do you say shop name again? Thank you, yeah. thank you. Yeah, I'd like to buy something from that shop. Oh, but, um, but hang on, it yeah. is, it is how branded. much are they? Are they? Uh, it, uh, sorry, it is branded with a unique hologram. Guarantees genuine and authentic Neutric product. I mean, okay. I there am struggling to find a price at the moment, which always that is disappointing. Course, um, which always sort of makes me think. You probably have to it's, get it, yeah. Um, if you um, if you have to ask, yeah, you can't afford it. I wonder. Anyway, how I've never I've never to... seen them deployed. I've never seen them deployed. Strangely enough. Yeah, because I'm sure like anybody who's got one must be insane, so they can't be. In, they, they probably don't get any <laughs> work. Like. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like anybody who owns this is insane, so it disqualifies them from any professional well, it's role. Like, no, probably have to be a rapper to buy them. No, like, but the thing, yeah, exactly. Yeah. This, this is the thing. So Neutrik, I mean, obviously, anybody listening to this must be aware of Neutrik, but they are an entirely reputable company yeah. of. That's of why the I thought you were joking. Like, no, so 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 they didn't. They've either done this because you know, like for for sort of grade A trolling or. There is a genuine market for encrusted, um, you know, three-pin XLR connectors. It was probably the former, and now it's the latter. They're like, oh, <laughs> oh they create, they created their own market. Yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't a market, and now, um, well, yeah, there is a know. under the features and benefits. Oh yeah, okay. Um, so is this says, over a, a standard? <laughs> it sort of says so. It's the tells you what uh, XLR is, obviously, and then cool. goes Beautiful. fancy. <laughs> Noble, valuable, Noble. attractive package, hyphen, mm-hmm. an eye catcher. That is, oh so. Noble. I mean, that, that is quite something. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I've never I do, I do, seen. I do like my connections to be quite noble. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I am not joking. I don't. No, I, I believe you entirely. But it's just backwards, no but, yeah. noble. It's just, I, I don't understand. The attractive package. That's funny. Just like. I, I'm I'm a, a lifestyle engineer and I'm upgrading my rig and I'm going through Neutrix's website going, right, I need to get like 4,000 connectors. I, hmm, do I go for the crystal ones or the gold ones or the platinum ones? Do I go for the ruby yeah. encrusted ones? Hmm. Yeah, you ring up Camford and go, have you got any uh, any sort of noble connections? Uh, that I, have? Cause I don't know. I oh don't. Noble. Anyway, it's good. It is good. I mean, I like I like the fact that it exists. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I am also a bit confused about it. Okay, but Chris um, has said uh, time and time on on the last series of podcasts, if you if someone if you build certain things, there'll always be a market for it, and it's just finding the price point to the amount of people. So that is why Neutric have done it because, as you said, they are a full, they are a well-established company who know what they're doing. Yeah. they've been selling. They are things the for absolute years. de facto connector it, manufacturer. Why? Why did Apple make a seven thousand pound base Mac Pro machine? Because people were going to buy it. Why do Mercedes make a top of the right? All these companies do it. I just mm. this just feels. It just doesn't feel right. It's, I never. I never. Recall, I never. It's, it's going to bug these. me now. Yeah, it's going to be a bit. Yeah, I can see. Chris, I never recall these things that I supposedly have said. 
in the past. Personally. It's a good job that there's yeah. uh, recording technology oh, available to yeah, keep I a permanent, saying, indelible like, record. Of... If you if if you think why you should do something, you should just do it, and then because someone will buy it. And I've always sage, thought sage business advice, right there. Isn't yeah, it? And it's just like I wonder going. <laughs> should we? Is should this we a good be idea? Yes, them? of course, it's a good idea. Go should we be mocking them because if they go, oh, we we, we make a fortune on this. I'm not mocking them. I'm just no, confused. I'm saying, well, I don't know who's buying yeah. it. Yeah, I just no, no. I just don't know who's I'm buying it. Kanye West. <laughs> yeah, but you see the thing. So, so that would that would require. I mean, just let's think that through a minute. Okay, so Kanye West wants <laughs> it. That would require him to to be in a position, which I I imagine he probably is, to be able to stipulate the connectors used on the microphones. <laughs> At his events. So, like, one assumes that, I mean, with, with with basically any tour, so a lot of the kit goes in, but a, a lot of it, particularly if it's a flyaway, a lot of it will be locally sourced. Um, you know, one thing that, that often doesn't make it from one place to another is cable trunks. They're really, really heavy to fly. I mean, if you, if you tried to, yeah. like, lift a Euro trunk with a multi-core full of XLRs, it's basically impossible to do. And... Um, uh, well, every venue will be able to, th- you know, a local hire company will be able to throw out, you know, five, six trunks full of, of cable. That's something you don't need to worry about. Bring a, bring the special toys and the, the, his, you know, beautiful microphone or whatever. <clears throat> so he's stipulating that his cable travels with him. I love that Dan has even <laughs> tried to rationalise that. What, what, like, the irony... like, on Kanye's behalf. Yeah. yeah. But the irony being that most musicians these days use, use wireless microphones. So, sure, yeah, but maybe he prefers the you know authentic sound of. Okay, I don't know, do I? We both stare at that and go, "Come on!" I'm just saying random things. <laughs> See, well, this is precisely why you're always a pleasure on this podcast, Dan. Because who would have thought we would get to crystal, um... <laughs> crystal, crystal? What was it? Um... Neutral. Oh, encrusted, encrusted. That's mm. the word. I, yeah, encrusted, crystal encrusted. Yeah, it's odd, isn't it? It is pretty odd. And I'm in the same vein. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I don't know about wireless, but <clears throat> I'm pretty sure somebody. I'm going to go with maybe Neumann do a encrusted um, handheld com- capacitor mic. A, you know, a, a, a vocal condenser mic. I know. Sure, did the uh, personalised um, Beta fifty eights for a while. Did they do? Okay. Uh, you could decide. You could decide what colour you wanted and stuff. Okay, so maybe they, maybe that, um, yeah. As we all know, red reflects um, lower, low frequency waves more. Yeah, than, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's fact. Yeah. Documented. Is it okay? Yeah. Documented. Who <laughs> appear now on some forum somewhere? Not Chris a baby said fact. that. Red... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please do not take audio advice from this podcast. Yeah. No, none of yeah. none of this podcast is fact. <laughs> yeah. To be, yeah, but we should have um, like uh, warning stickers or something. Yeah. It? Uh, on the made me thought of a good question, Dan. What's the uh, I want to say oddest. What's the most unusual request you've had from a performer at a live venue? Like along the lines of, I want this gold encrusted mic to be used, or I yeah. need to stand on my um, head while singing. I, I, uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think I've I don't think I've had anything particularly unusual. Um, 
I don't think I've had any particularly sort of unreasonable, unusual requests. There's mm. two things that, that uh, I mean, I'm, maybe I'll think of something else in a minute, but two things have jumped into my mind. One is one is something quite un, quite unreasonable, not in what was asked for, but in the time frame. Um, I'll, I'll tell you that in a minute. And, uh, but, and I have had some pre- pretty peculiar uh, things that have required a little bit of lateral thinking. So that, that, that one is... Um, it was a violinist, and they were playing um, a solo uh, piece with ele- uh, with electronic uh, elements, and they needed to uh, they needed to trigger a loop pedal or something. They had to put their foot on a foot pedal anyway, at a particular point, exactly right. And they, for for various reasons, they were un- they tr- they tried to do this, and they couldn't get this to work. Um, uh, with with their feet, I think it was that it wasn't like the main function of the pedal. It was uh, like a sub function, and so they uh, so with what they were playing, it was basically impossible for them to manipulate the smaller control yeah. at, at the same time. And they asked they asked me between the um, the setup and sound check and the gig whether I could come up with some solution for that. So that involved uh, on site tear down of this pedal, adding in. Uh, an additional switch, uh, running cable back to the front of house position, and uh, be, so basically modifying this this pedal so that I could operate one of its auxiliary, you know, yeah. its, uh, subsidiary controls remotely. Mm. Um, they were extremely grateful that it was that was po- that it was possible, and it was also an extremely uh, fortunate because for some reason I had my. Uh, like my soldering toolkit. I mean, I usually t- I usually have a little gas-powered soldering iron mm. that's always in my uh, toolbox. But for some reason, I had like uh, my soldering set, an electric soldering iron, soldering stand, all, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I must have been going from one thing to, uh, to another. This was years ago. This was like you know, two thousand and two thousand and four, something like that. So I so it was around the time that I was doing a lot of silly things like. Uh, traveling you know taking on too much work and traveling from gig to gig in a stripped out uh skoda which had uh what it had no no interior uh trim uh, everything had been stripped out except for the driver's seat and then the passenger seat area had been laid flat and i had like a bed in the passenger seat so so it was a skoda felicia so it's a, the same the same body as a um a golf mm. so it's that sort of size of car but i'd stripped out all the plastics so it was maximized the Max space. space there was no back seat nothing so so i could carry quite a lot of pa and um recording equipment in it so anyway it was in that and for some reason in the car was all the kit i needed to do that so that was that was a fairly unusual request you know could you just make a hardware mod and now i'm better than you lying on the stage with your finger on the switch <laughs> yeah exactly because i think that would be the other option get someone to sit in the front row and just lean forward and go <laughs> so, yeah i don't know what the alternative would be um the unreasonable one mm. so the t- the task was quite simple um but uh the manner in which it was presented was uh was a bit surprising so um i was re- um working on an orchestral gig overseas there was a uh, there were there had been some some communication language uh, mm. difficulties, uh, um, but basically everybody knew what was go- going on most of the time. Um, anyway, uh, we'd got this uh, rundown of what was happening, and you know there was this person 
performed and then this person spoke and so on and then the orchestra came on and I was dealing with the with the orchestra element um anyway so just as we were expecting the orchestra to come on um a woman in like a massive red ball gown just appears on the stage and like walks into the middle of the stage and so myself and like a few other people in the tech area are like what's go what's going on here um and then she gets out a flute right and i was like okay she is about to play the flute we don't know anything about this and just as we're having this, this <laughs> just you know what mics are sort of near where she is kind of, kind of situation and just exactly as she um as she sort of walks onto the stage and picks up this flute some guy taps me on the shoulder and just like hands me a mini disc like a player a mini disc player um and uh there's a little bit of negotiation and it becomes clear that this is the backing track for what she's about about to play. But she's already on stage at this point, wow. standing up with the flute at her mouth. So it's Christ. a fairly quick scramble to find channels, find adapter for, you know, 3.5 mil stereo <laughs> to uh, mini discs, you, well, you know, you know, VI, VI six or whatever. It was a sound in massive soundcraft. Yeah. On the, oh, well, no, they, they had a mini disc player. It was like right. a little portable one. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, she was on stage saying, I'm going to play this song before we actually received the backing track for the song or even knew about it at all. So that was, that was quite unreasonable, but um, <laughs> Did you manage? But in both of the, both those yeah both those situations it happened. I mean, it's mm. perhaps slightly less slick than it would otherwise have been, but you know. But this is the sound problem. came within a few seconds of. But but this is the problem because good engineers end up facilitating the insanity of these people. So <laughs> yeah. that person will now go to an exit going, oh, it worked last time. I just my yeah, manager you just, or you my just, sister just manifested made it the package. It's almost <laughs> yeah, like you just walk up and <laughs> you being so good at your job and calm and prepared facilitate their insanity for another gig and then the next sound engineer yeah i think there, i think that yeah i mean i have a colleague who's he's a bit older and we work together quite often and he's often like just don't do it just make it go wrong you know because because he because he, he's wary of exactly what you're saying yeah, yeah like but that's we're, more we're, like we're, the we'll set good. we'll set yeah, yeah we'll set a bad precedent yeah, yeah. <laughs> just say just say no we can't do it just say it's not possible He's more worried about like culture at large, isn't he? It's just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He he he's moved beyond the I'm trying to get everything to work perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Like he's 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 relaxing more into the sort of elder statesman statesman kind of role, and he's like, no, no. If we if we if you do this now, they'll all want it. You know, they all want it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know whether I agree with that, but I mean, mm. I can, I do I do I I get it. I think there's a I think there's a line between. I, I mean. I always thought of what makes my life easier and the artist's life easier and then weighing up how nice the artist is to you mm -hmm. does play into it. Sure. Because yeah, yeah. the, the, Obviously the, yeah, the musician who turns more help up than others. three hours early and stands to the side of the stage, um, do you mind if I rehearse somewhere? Yeah. Are you? Is it okay you, if I come in the room, studio? Yeah. You, or go, can oh, I go, yeah. you can do anything you want now for the rest of the day. <laughs> like, thank you for doing that. You're gonna have a more time when they turn up to you with a, with a mini disc player, thirty seconds before they're about to play. <laughs> that is <laughs> yeah. really funny. To be honest. Yeah. I, um, audacity and their confidence, though, is because if if I well, yeah, I mean, I would be like terrified. Uh, my assumption is that um, 
they didn't know either. Ah, that's a good point. Like, I reckon it was just like, mm. oh, yeah, this is yeah. my cousin. She's got a flute. Uh, I run this, <laughs> I'm running this event, so she's going to play now. Yeah. Go and sort it out. You know, it could have been like that. I, I don't know. It's very, very strange. It's very, but very strange. You fixed it? You, you, what, yeah, what it was possible. Did you move quickly? I don't know. It was just whatever. I think it was the one norm that uh, we had been using for the uh, conductor to, to ah. speak to the to speak to the audience you know because it was whatever was in the middle of the stage yeah. <laughs> yeah. i don't know yeah it's very uh, i don't know just hope they didn't turn away you... from it and <laughs> yeah well i mean if it's if it's unscheduled you know you you get what you get the opposite to that something that uh, that happens like annoyingly frequently is you get a rider sent to you from a from a from a touring um act and you look at it and think, oh, okay, so we can do most of this. This this will be a bit hassle. It's probably all right. We can hire in these bits and leave space. And you you um, get everything exactly as it is in the rider. And then the artists turn up and they're like, oh, we don't, we don't need five monitors. So I think two will be fine. And um, actually, we uh, the double bass player isn't coming today, so we don't need. Mm -hmm. And you're like, uh, okay. You realize this, st this stuff doesn't just like materialize <laughs> on the stage. You're, you know, what, what there was one part that I was just like, well, what, why, why have we got all these things here? It's like, would you like to see a copy of your own rider <laughs> demanding all these things, all these things here? It didn't turn um, up by accident. Yeah, exactly. We didn't just like, oh, I know what we'll do is we'll just randomly put all this weird stuff on. You asked for it. It's here. Mm. You're now saying it's, it's not. And oh, yeah, well, that, that only really applies in these seconds. So what? tell us then or ha have a have a telephone call send an email saying i'm going to send you the rider but um you know for mm. we don't really mind about xyz on venues lower than 300 people or mm. you know whatever it is you know um so that that's the other thing so you're you're that that's like the opposite so they send all this information you're everything's over prepared and then they turn up and they don't don't need anything yeah um obviously it's it as, as, to many to, in many respects that's far better than people turning up and needing loads of stuff you haven't got but it um there's sometimes isn't sometimes there isn't an appreciation of the uh the difficulties that that may have been undertaken to actually make sure that exactly what was on the list yeah. is on the is available these things don't just happen out of thin air they do require yeah exactly forethought. Uh, you know sometimes you see um acceptable models include on on a on a rider and there's like just literally a list of um of you know you can use this you can use this you can, and that you know i just find i find that quite irritating what what is useful on a rider is um indicative models you know i need a microphone for uh you know my tuba or whatever indicative models this this and then you could oh okay yeah they like that sort of thing we've got something in the cupboard that will be yeah. like that um or um very very broad descriptions you know you you will need at least 20 uh mixer channels with eq dynamics and we'd like a uh a delay and a reverb available yeah. you know that that kind of thing so okay so we can do that with this system this system it's built it built into basically every digital live console mm. um so that is quite helpful, but then if it's if it's really really prescriptive and the manager is really um, kind of uh, officious about it, because in fairness the manager often doesn't really know whether that's the kit they need or not. They've just been told make sure the venue has this ready when we arrive. So they do. 
And then the artists turn up and like, no, no, we don't need any of this nonsense. <laughs> where, do you, where do you get that idea from? <laughs> Only your manager. <laughs> it's like, yeah, here it is, written down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Mm. People are weird, aren't they? I don't really understand people. We were going to talk about Apple, weren't we? So they're moving um, to their own... What were, what were we going to talk about? Oh, the, Apple the, Silicon. The Silicon. Yeah. I have been contemplating upgrading various computers for the last six months, and I'm just just haven't got the energy or time to really do it. Because um, you're on a trash can. No, I'm on uh, a 2012. Everything different inside it. One, so I've I've maxed it to its potential that it can. But it's run. it's it's in the cheese grater chassis. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But they've gotten they've gotten they've yeah. got a new cheese grater. Does that, but will that has that slash will that have the new uh, stuff? Oh, potentially. <coughs> well, the current one doesn't. The current one's got Xeon. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I think they've been saying that they're going to move the whole uh, lineup, aren't they? Mm. I, th- I think it is interesting. Because at the moment, it's in laptops and it's in the Mac Mini. Mm. Does Intel have any clients now? Well, well, that's the thing. I mean, this is so. So, I mean, there's Cause multiple because the P- PC went AMD basically, didn't it? Well, the issue, yeah, I mean. The issue that Intel's having versus AMD is that they're producing x86 compatible uh, process. They're both producing processors that will run the same operating system and the same software. Um, and one is cheaper and faster. Yes. Or mm-hmm. has more cores for the same money. They're like, they're, they're, it's a sort of value proposition. They're not differentiating particularly. I mean, they are. Uh, they are they are actually, but from a sort of from from the average consumer's point of view, they're not uh, differentiating differentiating yeah. particularly on technology. It's like this thing will yeah, do yeah. the job, or this thing will do the job. Mine is cheaper and faster. I think the, the Apple Silicon it's quite different in that the underlying technology is quite radically different. It's not an x86 it's in, um, instruction set. It's, it's an yeah, it's an ARM. It's a reduced instruction um, a risk. Also, uh, I think like the system. The, the Intel, like this Intel, remember Intel, like because Intel were very good. They, they, they won on brands, and if your computer didn't have Intel inside, like, Precisely. it wasn't a legit. It wasn't a legit computer, right? It's the, but now that yeah. doesn't really exist like that because that was a whole campaign that they mm. did. Like, like they won like on Intel brands. inside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, but now that doesn't really exist. You know, it's not. They haven't even got that anymore with the consumer. It's, well, no, but if you go back to when that uh, when that campaign began, I think that was around the sort of Pentium uh, yeah. e- era, and um, the comparable um, AMD, I think, it was Athlon at that time, and it's uh, and I don't, you know, I I don't think there was, um, I, I I don't remember clearly enough, but I I don't I don't think there was as stark a sort of uh, value differential between between the two so there was a brand in terms of like objective value like, yeah yeah. Um, yeah so so then so then the brand branding became um important i think this the situation now is you so you've got the core um uh lineup from from intel and obviously xeon for the for the mm. workstations and the servers and then in uh, um the uh, amd it's um ryzen and mm. um Threadripper or Epic for the for the yeah. multi cores and servers. Um, the gaming market probably and helps push it that way yeah. as well. Yeah, but yeah. So they're offering like a different, I think, a different value proposition, yeah. uh, but on the same underlying technology. And the thing that the thing that's different with Apple is it's 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 so different. Uh, 
I think that's that's one of the one of the things. But but that's not really what what worries me about it more. It's more about the um, uh, it, it's it's about the degree to, it, the degree of control um, that Apple is going to be able to exert over this. So, in some regards, this is going to be good. But if you think about some other examples where Apple has exerted control over over an entire vertical segment of mm. a of a market. Um, and then done something you have that you don't like particularly. Um, it's it's quite difficult to move away from it if there's no if there's limited diversity. So if they control everything, they can they could optimize their hardware, their applications. I mean, this is already the case when you look at uh, the performance of Final Cut Pro on Apple Silicon versus its competitors. Yes, um, it, Final Cut Pro can leverage that integration to a degree that a third party can't, or at least can't at the moment. Mm. Um, so that's going to push, potentially. I mean, my concern is that this could push people towards uh, a, a narrower, narrower, uh, yeah, n- a number of options for 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 doing. That's that's doing Apple's work model, on. though, isn't it? Yeah, really. yeah, but that is that not a concern to you? Like Apple's model, it's not. Of... It's not until it is, right? I mean, like it's sure, yeah, okay, yeah. But this is like the thin end of the wedge. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think with Apple. There's, Chris is right. It's this thing of it's, is it a problem until it's a problem? I know that's a very sort of non sort of confrontational view to take on it. But if it provides something really amazing that allows me to do my job, I'm probably not going to mm. complain. But then in 10 years time, I'll be the one moaning that I can't run this software because it's not an Apple made sure. software yeah, or I mean, this protocol uh, or this but, AIP or something. But it's AI. not it's not completely without problem at the moment. I mean, mm. um not everything works with the latest uh, operating systems. Not everything works. Um, I mean, a lot of stuff does work via um, Rosetta, Rosetta, but um, not everything works natively. And and there's a lot of development time and effort that's going to be tied up in all Mm. your favorite developers in porting. Mm. Um, And what if one one aspect of your workflow doesn't get ported or Mm. you rely on some open source thing or, Mm. you know, a project that was once that has been long abandoned? I mean, okay, there's this argument that you should probably take this opportunity to move away from that. And but that's not always. No, I mean, that's not even always straightforward. I mean, I'm, I'm someone who like, you know, stuff is pretty simple for me for the most for most things that I do. I mean, the apps that I use on my computer, like 99% of the time, are like Logic, Final Cut, Google Chrome, and StarCraft. That <laughs> 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 covers you. The what? The other one percent is no, you know, it's just it's sort of bits, irrelevant. Yeah. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just too too. It's too small percentage. That's a good part. point though, Chris. Because what might happen is you might end up having your Mac, which runs one thing, really, really well. And you use something else for other things. So, yeah, will yeah. I be at a stage where I use a Mac that runs the program I do mastering on and nothing Gaming else? Rig. Now, I'm not saying that's a good use of resources, but will that be my way of? Yeah, dealing so with it this? almost becomes, in in some cases, you can foresee it as being a sort of uh, single, a single function device. You know, like this this is my this is my mastering. Yes. Uh, device yeah because and then you have a general purpose computer somewhere yeah well that is the direction in which all of this stuff is going as like instead of having like one or two devices now we have devices right like every 
especially on a consumer level. Yeah. Um, mm. Because this is, this is consumer technology that happens to also be used in a quote unquote professional context or prosumer great prosumer point. context as well. Also, they're going to release Matt Black, Matt Pro, so nothing oh, else matters. Uh, yeah. I'm <laughs> like Matt Black, people. Come on. Come on. If they, okay. If they make a Matt Black, MacBook Pro, they are making just one, gonna, I think. Yeah, but as soon as it comes out, it's like, oh. oh, I'm already, it's already budgeted. Yeah. But I mean, like, paint exists. What, what? I am why? not, I'm not I, painting I, I was gonna say. anything. <laughs> I'll hire you, Dan, to spray paint my MacBook Pro, okay? And you can. You can deal with the Matt Apple Care problems Black. afterwards. <laughs> the Apple, yeah. Matt Matt Black. Black. It'll basically be invisible. Is it going to be like Vanta Black or whatever? You know, that, that absorbs 99.9% .9 of yeah. all light instant on it. Light is going to like bend. bend. Like yeah. it's going to... Oh, of... like a black hole. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just going to yeah, swallow light, light and matter into yeah, itself. Yeah. I, th I, do, I do think, though, this whole topic is interesting in the sense of uh, uh, Apple is really good at knowing what customers... Not what they want, but what they think they should need, and then make them believe that they need it. And they're very good at manipulating the yeah. sort of markets around that. And uh, well, they've different... created whole sectors, haven't e they? Exactly. And they, because this all came out like a year ago when everyone said, "Oh, Apple are going to make their own. They're going to make their own graphics, and they make their own chips." And they hmm. apparently have been talking to Intel for years, saying, "Can you do this for us? Can you?" And they kept an intercut going, "No, no, 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 no. You need us more than we need." Like, like they were all arms, right? And yeah, then but one Intel day, owns ARM, though. So, but then Apple turn around and go, "Okay, we'll do our own stuff then." Yeah, but my understanding is that. I mean, certainly when the the chips, the A series of chips that are in iPhones mm. and iPads and so on, were um, were or at least well, maybe are um, kind of uh, licensed IP from from ARM. Yeah. So the actual cores are um, yeah. ARM cores, and uh, but I think they wanted ARM, a top down for anybody right? interested. Is that it, it is you originally stood for. Um, Acorn Risk Machine, and it was developed in Cambridge. Uh, the company was headquartered in Histon, and it was a company called Acorn. Yep. And they produced the BBC Micro and then the Archimedes series With of computers. With Chris Curry, isn't it? Exactly. Chris so, so it's a it's a, um, a great British success story, and. Um, <laughs> Patriotic. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we yeah, exactly. British computers for British people. British. That didn't go uh, yeah, didn't go down very well. No. Um, <laughs> They they had a very dominant role in education and indeed for many, many years, mm. a, a very, very dominant role in uh, music engraving. Uh, we're using mm. uh, Sibelius uh, when it was a, a, a risk only. So yeah. they had an operating system called RiskOS that they used to reduce instruction set. And um, and they were able to do things. So I had, I can't, th can't think the... Well, uh, I can't. I can't think the exact year, but I mean, s some significant period of time uh, ago, I had a um, a six hundred megahertz uh, clock speed ARM RISC computer at the time when Pentiums were, you know, one three three something like that. You know, one hundred thirty three megahertz. Uh, I had twenty one megabytes of RAM. A Flash. typical PC would come with like four or maybe eight if you if you splashed out mm -hmm. and. Still, the 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 uh, Intel Windows machine would be regarded as like a serious machine, and the Acorn one was 
well that you know that's just for schools it's like well this is ridiculous it, it makes it it's so much faster and more powerful mm. than the equivalent i uh, i can't understand why everybody isn't using it for everything exactly some and somehow you know that that market took off anyway the the ip from arm then uh, was spun out into um a separate company advanced risk machines so a separate from acorn and then that was acquired by um by intel sometime possibly mm in the early 2000s or or maybe late 90s i can't remember exactly when when that was i do remember quite a few people uh, got quite rich um very quickly when that happened because of the um uh the sudden increase in the value of the share the shareholdings that they had in in arm um so that was good for for a few people around cambridge <laughs> um but and and then those same chips found a new lease of life because um, the other thing about the, the, that uh, you know 600 megahertz chip that I had inside a machine it was probably um, you know 12 by 12 millimeters something like that uh, and and one or two mil thick mm. um, had no heat sink on it uh, it was it just looked like any other uh, little black uh, integrated circuit package uh, on the uh, on the motherboard, in fact, on a daughter board on, uh, on in this particular case, uh, whereas the Intel chip, you know, it's like this huge thing yeah. with fans on it and all kinds of, you know, and almost all the energy you put into it is converted into heat. And so, uh, <laughs> so, so it. the ARM chip's got a, a completely new lease of life in portable devices, mm. smartphones, iPads, tablets. You know, now everybody's. Uh, phone and you know it's got some sort of variation of a of a risk uh, chip in, inside and and you know arm is still leading the way in that now the so with the ip license to apple um intel will still make money uh it's not inconceivable that they could develop their their entirely unique architecture um i think that's where they'll go i don't know I think yeah I mean that's it's interesting so, so the history is interesting just in terms of like a, an overlooked technology that's now kind of so so what's happening now is basically exactly the same as that situation between the Acorn machines and and Intel machines whenever it was late 90s but now people are losing their stuff over the capabilities of that new Mac mini mm. Uh, because they're aware of it. Yes, it, it, it always existed, In the same yeah. way that they didn't mm. about the uh, Risk PC, for example, mm. and the uh, a, a, um, an Acorn computer, because they, no one knew about it. What about this but new Mac Mini? So it, it's it's people are just really excited about it because it's mm. cheaper and faster and how much? Cooler. How much is it? It's six nine nine, which is crazy. Is that is that sterling? Yes. Yeah. 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 There's there's a six nine nine model and eight nine nine model, but the six nine nine model on some benchmarks like competes with like a mac um an imac pro and right like yeah. high-end like, machines that are less than 18 months old it's now like on single core um tasks not multi-core not multi but, but these yeah. things these it, things it, are only interesting like... that there are with this gap now yeah that, that yeah so they've like it feels like they've leapfrogged Yes, but I think when you dig into a little bit further, there are some there are some gotchas and there are some caveats. But absolutely, the thing that we can assume is they're probably another generation ahead in the lab. Like we've got first generation 
shipping mm. products. Mm. What they're actually doing in their R&D department will be, you know, the next level, integrating more cores, integrating more, um, you know, specific compute elements. Because I think that's one of the things that's interesting is that they're, they're putting a lot of, um, they're taking all like a sort of system on a chip architectural approach to this. So putting um, mm. specific cores for machine learning, specific cores for security and encryption, specific cores for um, mm. encoding and decoding video and things like that. So um, instead of being a multi-purpose um, uh, processor, it's it's a processor with loads of different processors that can be um, mm. accessed for, by different uh, um you know, for different needs. And that's that's kind of quite an interesting uh, approach. I think, yeah, I don't know. It's really interesting to see what happens. I mean, at the moment, I think if we're, if we're talking about this on a purely practical basis, um, I think it's probably too early to, to jump on it as a sort of critical production machine. Uh, there's too many unknown things. And that's because, uh, you know, that's only based on the same kind of concept that, um, a lot of people tend to keep their computers one or two um, operating system versions behind, just yeah, because you know once you once you find a stable working setup, yeah, yeah. you don't want to mess with it mid project or anything no. like that. But um, and and this this system is not you know this, it's not proven, it's not validated for certain things. I think I don't think DigiDesign has validated it as a as a Pro Tools platform. But despite that, some people are already using it and having good results with it. For example. Mm. Um, I, mean, I haven't even looked to see what Steinberg is doing. You know, I, I'm a Steinberg user, and I, I, you know, have, I haven't even looked into into that. But, but um, you know, eventually, every, all the all the main developers will come on board. I think it, I would say for professional use, it's too early to jump now. However, if you're not constantly in very very high pressure situation where it's got to work and you've got to be confident in it, and you just want to play around, it seems like an amazing value for. Um, general purpose computing tasks yeah. and extending beyond that into content creation. So, uh, you know, if you're using Apple's tools, so, so if you're a logic user or if you're a Final Cut Pro user um, and you're looking for a new machine, uh, it, the, the price performance ratio, like the thing that, you know, Chris was saying, okay, so it's 699 sterling uh, for the entry level model, but they still produce a, a sort of i5, uh, iMac that's you know nine nine hundred pounds or something, um, and significantly lower performance. Well, they're just they're just what they're very good is like just cannibalizing themselves, but in a in a yeah. way that's good for them, you know, because yeah, that will you know yeah that will go once yeah. that stock because it's runs like out. it's yeah. like oh cannibalize yourself before someone else does right, but you know and... there'll be someone who runs a server who wants an i five because they're great servers yeah 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 or they're running something specific on it that. Yeah. That it hasn't been ported to Apple Silicon, yeah, yeah. you know, that's the thing. Or, yeah, uh, yeah. and, yes, and i5 is not such yeah. a great example, but, you know, a multi-threaded work, or, or I don't know, what, you know, the, the, a specific workflow could, could mm. put it. But Chris, Chris, like, if I get, because it's M M1, is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. that's the chip. Okay. If I get an M1 MacBook Pro, what's StarCraft, just StarCraft, what's what's just... What's the sip? What's the status? <laughs> yeah. Blizzard, Blizzard is uh, M1 compatible. They're oh, they're, they've always I been love very quick. them. They've always been very quick with their. I mean, but it's in, they're it's probably it, not to be loved. But, but that's an interesting point because you were saying like with with all like with Steinberg. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a Wave Lab user, and 
right. Well, let's to... do it. Let's look it up. I am I trying to, to talk out. about StarCraft here, you know. Like, I'm, I'm not sure if like you're you're getting the hint, but I am trying real hard to. to, to anyway, carry on. I, I, I'm I um use WaveLab, and I won't be going to M1. I I, I can't go to M1 until that works. Let alone all the plugins. But yeah, it's all the plugins and little side things that you need. Yeah, it's it's I can't work without certain things. Like, I don't want to find another plugin to do that job because I'm finickety and I like to use the things I like to use and I have set ways of doing stuff because that's yeah. my workflow and I can't. But I'm also at a stage now where every day things tell me, did you know you, you aren't running the latest version of Mac OS? I'm like, yes, I know. Please yeah, go away. I don't want, I don't want to just be. <laughs> I, I, I have that like, I have just do not disturb constantly on. and But every so often yep. it appears. And yep. it's like, Ex exactly. It's like, oh, you didn't eject your disk properly and you're not on the latest software. Is this meant to be on? Like, I swear Apple get that sometimes. It's like someone knocking on a hotel room door going, is all do not disturb sign meant yeah, to be yeah, here? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What? Yeah. It does it all the time. I'm, I'm busy. You know, yeah. I'm not to be disturbed. disturbed. Yeah. No, I, I had one today, like I, I use um, Excel um, for record keeping, and that now is like saying the Microsoft application on Mac is now telling me to upgrade why my Mac. Why aren't you using Google Sheets, dude? Come on. Because I've just got just to be using my Google ways. Sheets. Like, <laughs> okay, so, so here, <clears throat> here we are with uh, with Steinberg. Then, so they're saying. Uh, well, I was going to say. So MacOS MacOS eleven has been re released in November twenty twenty. Replace as that's Big Sur replacing MacOS mm. Catalina, uh, and they introduced a new operating system, but also Apple Silicon System on a chip, which is what we've been talking about. Whilst many of our products are compatible with MacOS Big Sur on Intel-based systems, please note in bold. We cannot recommend using Apple Silicon-based systems for the time being until we've completed our tests or released updates to make our software and hardware compatible. Steinberg. Please make sh this is Steinberg. Please make sure that other software you intend to use, for example, plugins, need to also be officially compatible with MacOS Big Sur as well. Exclamation point. So they're you know they're Exclamation making that Exclamation point. Yeah. Do you not do you not try? So and don't run don't way try and run your new endo rig yeah. on a uh, on a uh, yeah. Apple but Silicon system. But they are system. very. Again, like I'm, I'm happy to say I'm a WaveLab from Steinberg. I, I, I love. I think they're a great company, and they are very good at doing this stuff. But they won't do it outside of their own time, and nor should they. They need to stand by a huge. Well, they have their line. own. Yeah, exactly. They have their and own very sure large product line, and um, a lot of the. Yeah, I mean, I actually have a an outstanding um, support request with with Stein, Steinberg, which has been, you know, poodling along for ages. Uh, and it's like one tiny little niggle in a particular fun function in in um, innuendo. And I keep badgering about this and they keep saying, oh, you know, we've got these other things to do. And I imagine like it, there must be hundreds of stuff like, you know, things like that going on. Yep. Um, and it's, you know, whoever, whichever rises to the stop. But the thing is, they will they will be forced to move away from, you know, actual productivity niggles um, and mm. into testing and and verification for the, because so many users are you know mac mac based so i you know i i realize i have to wait wait my wait my turn because <laughs> because my because my request is so niche and and uh, you know yeah. bizarre that i'm probably the only person asking for it but so there will be they will be working on 
They will mm. be working on these things. We'd love to work um, with you, Steinberger, for this thing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> partners partners at unlockyoursound.com. Do, do you guys uh, remember the jump from um, PowerPC to Intel with Mac? Yeah. So they were using Motorola system before. Oh. My first Mac was the first Intel. Yeah, same. Core Duro. I think. So I've got yeah. a uh, G5 cheese grater just there. Yeah. Um, and that's the that that was the le- that was the end of the mm. um uh the G- the Mo- Motorola G series of yeah of things but uh yeah G- G3 um uh, Power Mac G3 is like a sort of beige gray one that was pretty good OS8 OS9 I'm sure if we went back and looked at some news articles from then we'd be reading all the same things oh i mean it was an ama- it was a major thing when they mm. moved to um OS 10. I mean, that was still on the uh, that was still on the um, Motorola architecture, um, but there was yeah there was resistance to people change. I mean, not much. It but was there all was. quite seamless though, generally. Yeah. Like, well, the, the, was well the well tra- the transition. From, so they'd moved to they've moved to um, the OS 10 series, whatever the very first one was called. It's like uh, oh I don't know I don't know it's like Jaguar or something it was, it, yeah anyway yes, it was a cat yeah. flavored one um, the very first uh, OS ten um, and they went through quite a few revisions before revealing that actually they had been developing OS ten from the start for both uh, Motorola mm-hmm. and Intel architectures um, and that's when they first introduced um, universal binaries and um, the first version of um, Rosetta and things like that, and yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty good changeover. And again, there was an enormous incentive to doing it. You could get much more powerful computing experience yeah. um, for the same sort of price. I mean, that's I assume that's why they jumped from Motorola to Intel because Motorola's um, uh, you know product pathway was mm. less clear and less powerful mm. um, than than Intel's were. Yeah. I guess Apple's downside to this is now they can no longer be blamed. They can no longer pass on the blame. Of yeah, that's inno- true. Innovation, because because subtly, like on uh, calls and things that Tim Cook had given in the past, he's always very subtly gone. Well, we are we are constrained by we the constrained. supplier and blah blah blah. And what happens? You're kind of going well. If stuff doesn't work, you you. The buck now stops with Apple, which is great for some things, but also means there's no longer a. You can't just punt it to Intel and say, "Well, Intel, don't do this properly." They're gonna okay, they're sure. Gonna but I mean, <laughs> if you take, for example, things like the lack of, uh, you know, the the uh, the reduced connectivity on the um, M1 Mac Mini. Don't get me started um, on ports, mate. But the, yeah, but this is the thing. So that's all. So the reason for that, there are technical underlying mm. reasons relating to moving to the new architecture for that, but it's also such an Apple-y thing to do to just randomly strip off, you know. You can't ports. run three, you, you, you cannot run more than two monitors on a Mac mini now. Yeah, and there's no uh, 10 gig uh, Ethernet and things like that. Yeah. So, um, but it's such an Apple thing to do to just like, randomly get rid of ports that you almost wouldn't notice it. You wouldn't think, oh, okay, well, this is obviously a, pro- a problem with their first generation of their own hardware. They're just like, oh, well, they just decided that, you know, 10, g- 10, 10 gig internet is not for the likes of you kind of yeah. thing. You know, that's... <laughs> On the machine that just... is historically taken the role of the server from the X server that they discontinued. Yeah. I don't... I, but then again, okay, this is, this is the next point is 
apparently this was all released. The reason why a MacBook Pro was released and the low Mac Mini was released was to give the two base pop points mm. for the M1 series. So the rumor mill is there will be a Mac Mini Pro that will be space Mac gray, which is why okay. the new oh, Mac Minis are silver. So that will be right. a modular Mac Mini or a mm. single-body Mac Mini. Space gray. Then there'll be a Mac Pro Mini or Lite or, or SE or something. And they're going to do <laughs> the Apple way, which is genius if they fill every price point. But this time they can do it seamlessly easy because they have their entire infrastructure locked down where it's the uh. same case. They just adjust what's inside it. And actually... That that's kind of genius. It's why they have loads of different versions of the iPhone now, because it's like this is for one person, this is for that person, this is the person that only wants to upgrade three times a year. This yeah, is the person yeah. that wants to upgrade every year. This is the person that doesn't want a tablet but wants a massive phone. This is the person that's got a tablet and a laptop and just wants a little but phone. But they can do that in yeah, a way so. that doesn't cost them money like it would cost Precisely. other manufacturers money yep. because of their whole thing. Yeah. Because of the de- because of the degree of integration, yeah, yeah. the CNC yeah. machine doesn't cost still them push out the same. Yeah. Hmm. Bits they of can de- yeah. they, it's like they they can scale the, the diversity of their product line basically. And and the iMac yeah. the iMacs will be the interesting one because you could argue that's the one that hems them in the most because they are restricted by screen size, so they will have to make a twenty seven inch iMac with various internal components. So there'll be five ranges of a 27 inch screen device and five and hmm. but one a... assumes that they'll have a much easier time with things like um packaging and cooling uh hmm. for for like all-in-one systems now because they can because they can you know deploy that in you know they uh, you know they can design it however they'd like hello ah uh... Hello, Joshy. Do you want to come up for a minute? Now you you can't hear those people, can you? Can you see them? But but I can't hear them. No, you can wave though. Wave, look, they're waving. Hiya. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What are you doing? Did you just come to see what I was up to? You tired? Yeah. What have you been doing? Um, I was just bringing them, picking up the blue bin and stuff. Oh, you did you bring the bins in from outside? Um, is mummy sitting on the ground? She in that picture, she is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where's mummy now? Is she outside? <laughs> you know, Josh. Both of both of those men are called Chris. That's a bit funny, isn't it? They both have the same name. <laughs> can be a bit confusing. I think I can hear mummy calling you. I think she's going to come in in a minute and say, oh, "Are you disturbing?" Two peas in the pod, huh, Chris? Uh, uh, don't, don't adjust my microphone. Thank you, Joshua. Would you like to be on the podcast? Why don't you say, "Welcome to Unlock Your Sound"? Can you say that? But say it to this microphone. Say, "Welcome to Unlock Your Sound" podcast. That one works. It well at the moment it does when it's not being attacked by. A, you can speak into it. Um. Uh. Um, what are you going to say? Say, welcome to Unlock Your Sound. <laughs> well, welcome to Unlock Your Sound. Amazing. Perfect. That's now it. Amazing. That's now the one. That's it. We can, they can now, they'll now use that to, for, for the announcement at the beginning. 
<laughs> and say thank you for listening. Thank you for for listening. Good boy. Amazing. Right now, now we're going to go and say we're going to go and say Alex. I just was on the. I was just on the podcast. <laughs> I literally have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> I'll come and see you in a second, my sweet. There you go. So you've got some quality content. That might just be the cutest thing that's ever happened on a podcast. <laughs> his um, his mic technique probably needs a little bit of working on. But we'll have see. you um, have you assigned DI box yet? Yeah. Have you had that? Have I? Ass- oh, assigned DI box. Yeah. Um, Preference. I think. He's a, um, I think he's a Samsung uh, stereo. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Very, very dependable. Still not advocating yeah. the choice. assignment of the iPod box at birth. <laughs> yeah, not at birth. <laughs> not at um, birth, no. No, no, it's, he, he gets to choose his DI box himself. But that's, that's a radical concept. That's the one he does concept. seem to, that's the one he, uh, that's the one he gravitates towards. That's the, you know, that's why. Um, I mean, the thing is, it's just like the assignment of all kinds of things. Um, oh. <laughs> does he gravitate to, does he does he does he gravitate towards that particular brand and model or was that one that happened to be on the floor one day that he picked up and asked what it was nurture. you know that's the yeah. thing so yeah exactly nurture so if i had a bss one lying around or if i had um i don't know if we're allowed to say the word anymore but bearing a uh di box you know would because <laughs> i think i i i aren't bearing a now a sort of um anti-semitic yeah, yeah are we yeah we're not allowed to really. like that's we're not allowed to like Birmingham no. anymore. So, but let's say he had, you know, he'd gone round to one of his friends' houses, and you know, <laughs> they they'd had some inappropriate equipment available, and he, Daddy, he, all my friends, all have my friends are bearing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> would that be what? Or would he be rebelling? Whoa! Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna mm. rebel, and I'm gonna go. You know, um, oh, I've forgotten the god i was like ah oh, no or, there's a really there's a go... really good who's who's the who's the people who make those folded metal ones that are really really strong you can literally drive trucks over them uh oh um do uh, you know what i mean they make de- uh reamping boxes and all kinds of stuff uh, uh radial radial yeah exactly yeah. so like he he you know he's got radial at home but he goes out to get Beringer <laughs> down the you know around the back of the bike sheds can't really understand it i'm so glad that we've got that sound bite Josh is now. That's amazing. <laughs> Aspiring to have yeah. a camphor. And what's going to happen is, his, yeah. <laughs> what's going to happen? Well, Stu- Studio Spare's own brand. That's what. You... <laughs> what's going to happen is that we're never going to pay him for that for that piece of audio that he provided us, and and thus no, no. begins his career mm. in the music industry. What? Yes, sure. <laughs> oh, well, um, the uh, the boys were both I in a. Uh, the the artist gets like, paid yeah. last and least. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear, I can't both both the boys have been in a cinema advert, and we're actually legally obligated to give them at least eighty percent of the fee. Like ah. we, um, it, ha- it has to be held for them, and we can only have twenty percent of it to hold it. Oh dear, that makes you like that makes you. So that's like that. That was part of the agreement. Like there's there's a, there's. There's quite specific rules for for minors and uh, you know young children because Alex was a very tiny baby when they when they shot this uh-huh. uh, when they shot this promo. It's an excellent charity. It's a it's an ad for a charity by the way. It's called um, uh, Copper Feel, 
and it's a breast carotid. Oh, yes. uh, a bre- a yes. breast, breast. Let's try that again. A breast cancer charity. There we are. Um, and uh, yeah, so they're they're in a uh, they're in a cinema cinema ad for that as um, uh, ma- uh, was it. Um, you know, stressed mother with unruly children. We're like, yeah, we. <laughs> oh, I remember we, that. No, we yeah, can require. Yeah. We can find. Yeah, exactly. We can find. Oh, I remember you telling me about find, that. We can find the perfect. Yeah. Uh, um. Exactly. It was like, could you? Could you be? Um. Could you be kind of multiracial? Have some children and breastfeed on camera. If so, call this number. You know that sort of thing. You know. Because that's that's the most important thing, um, but the second most important thing is that the uh, the the boys have to be able to run along and fly a kite or a glider, um, mm. and and then cry and tug at mummy and cause a cause a fuss on on command, mm. which which is no problem at all. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean the, the most exciting thing was uh, they they took so long getting ready to roll on the first take of. Uh, family sits on bench eating orange segments or whatever it was um that uh, josh declared i need a wee and then immediately did a wee <laughs> excellent so um <laughs> producer you're in he's a method actor yeah exactly he's a method actor he likes yeah, to get, yeah. inhabit the role when he's, at, when he's yeah. pretending to piss himself he's pissing himself he's like i need yeah. a w-. yeah exactly exactly so um we, we, he, he, he had to be quickly scooped up by daddy and new trousers put on but then of course they weren't the trousers chosen by the art department they were whatever trousers daddy oh, had dear. in his bag so <laughs> so I was like I'm sorry these You're ones are coming in weeds, a dad so, manager now yes well I mean I haven't managed to get them in I, I, I know somebody who who's who had three little um, girls and they 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 did some like child you know child and baby modeling type things and the this photo of the i mean they in fairness they are quite photogenic and they and a photograph of them holding something ended up on like a disney lunchbox right um and they had uh like they so the, and they received like residuals from the use of the, of this anyway those disney lunchboxes put three girls through uh university wow, wow. It's pretty good isn't it so their mum was like, "Yeah, you know, um, you know, before you could speak or walk or anything, you uh, we photographed that. you. <laughs> yeah, that trust fund is now worth, you know, hundred dollars, uh, hundred thousand dollars or something. You know, mm. it was a, it was a, it wasn't, it wasn't in UK, but yeah, it, it was amazing. It was like three girls go to uni for free because they've been on a Disney lunchbox. Um, there you go. Anyway, not happening with a." Um, not happening with a uh, uh, a breast cancer charity uh, cinema ad, but it was quite funny getting uh, text messages from my friends say I've just seen your uh, wife's boobs on television. Oh no, at, at the cinema. Um, <laughs> good work. Standard text you send people, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's exactly. it's like, it's I was uh, I was yeah. a bit confused, but <laughs> <laughs> I need context. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, thank oh, you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was really good. It was it was it was a quite an interesting experience but but uh, you know everybody thinks their children are the most uh, attractive children available so available um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the most tra- uh, yeah exactly you are the best child i've ever produced who's standing in this room right now <laughs> like i got uh, it was valentine's day the other day i received this message amazing <laughs> oh. amazing 
Amazing. Oh, so that is the, very strong. For the listeners, it was happy for, happy Valentine's Day. You are my favourite husband so far. That's amazing. <laughs> That's a that's a real power move there. That was yeah. It's hand it's it's handmade, um, and I also received Love Day cards from the boys. This one is oh. entitled Joshua by Daddy, Dad Daddy with tiny tiny legs. Oh yeah, there we are. Daddy with tiny legs is there, of course. And Josh with three eyes, one arm, one leg, and one tentacle and stinger. <laughs> Why not? Uh, and this one is called. I done a duck <laughs> by, <laughs> by Alex. I actually I mean, think the duck is. Uh, there is a that yeah, way there is, look, yes, there's definitely duck. a duck. It's definitely exactly. Uh, I've done I'm a no duck. Art critic. <laughs> I'm no art critic, but I can see a duck in that. Yeah, so. exactly. If you if you try hard, the thing is, if that's that's one thing that's quite interesting. If it had said something else on it, like I've drawn a tractor, I've done a tractor. Would you see a tractor in there? Yeah, I think yeah. you'd see whatever you want to see in that. So. Basically, you you have a, a a realist and a surrealist as children. Sure, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, the surrealist is the one with Josh's three eyes, two uh, tentacles, and a stinger. Yeah. Or something. That's yeah. funny. Oh, uh, children are just oh, insane. So yeah, so th- so this is the sort of thing that's got to be borne in mind when when considering three week away with the RSC. Uh, yeah. It's like a tour with no tour. I mean, I. We stay in one place for three weeks rather than just touring about the place for a while. Yeah. You know, there you go. What are we talking about? Oh, yeah. Apple Silicon. Well, it will happen. It won't happen. We don't know anything about it. We don't really care. All I as know is as, at some yeah. point, a huge amount of money will leave from my bank account yeah. to Apple's. Go into and Apple's I will bank. feel very depressed yeah, yeah. afterwards. But then and more line items it. on that invoice for uh, things like dongles and... And what have you? Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I everything has to be plugged in via something that costs thirty five pounds. My my brother in law's got a. It, it wasn't um the new M one um this through his work and he was like, what do I need? I was like, well, you'll probably need two of these, four of yeah, these, yeah, one yeah. of those. Yeah. Oh, Which is the, the cost way. of another machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do you want to plug things into it? Yes. Ah. Yeah. Ah. 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 Ah, oh. <laughs> yeah. Drop, that's the thing. If, if like you're going to use any, yeah, and oh yeah, because what was that one? Wasn't it? Um, it was uh, just a normal MacBook. Like a friend's wife had one. This was some years ago, and it literally just had one connector on it, yep. so she could USB-C. either, uh, power, uh, you know, power charge it or plug something mm-hmm. into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was that's. I mean, that's just too far. That's too bonkers. And I would be sad if they took away things like the SD card readers and stuff like that. Yeah. But, yeah. Which they have done on some of them. I think uh, I did do a spec out for one of the machines just in case. Because I, I basically... Green if No, as a good business owner, if that mm-hmm. machine decides to explode right now, I need yeah, to what think do of do? something. That, what, what is my... I can buy yeah. now. I think it was about three dongles I would need to be able to plug in everything. To, to what you would I, yeah. Lots of converters. So this is my this is my dilemma with these things. So, not nothing core to my workflow is locked to Apple. So that so that's um, that's not that's not the case for everybody. So Mm. my 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 most important piece of software is Nuendo, Mac or PC, 
Um, and uh, the vast majority of the uh, plugins available uh, cross-platform in in the VSD format for you know uh, for uh, either either system. Um, what else do I use on the regular? Um, for for video editing, I've been um, doing more and more work in DaVinci Resolve, uh, which is tri-platform, uh, Windows, Mac, or um, Linux. So that could come with me. Just having a look at my dock at the moment. Oh yeah, all the all the sort of accompanying tools that I use for for thing, yeah, uh, for, for other things like all the stuff for controlling Dante networks, remote controlling. Uh, consoles and things all of that's uh mm. cross-platform uh for research stuff matlab's cross-platform uh, all the a lot of the tools that's like sonic visualizer and things like that all uh cross-platform q lab uh, q lab is not i think not sure that's mm. a good question uh maybe q lab is uh, uh, mm. but but the majority of stuff is cross-platform like yeah. the real core stuff is is cross-platform um, and that's one of the things I've always enjoyed about Steinberg because I actually transitioned to Mac from PC. So mm. for many years, I was using uh, like a 4U rack-mounted uh, system that was in a actually it's out of like it's on the floor at the moment um, down down there. Um, and I transitioned to a laptop because I uh, I could get more power in a laptop than that I was cutting around in a 4U. Chassis, but I couldn't get certain things like redundant power and the ability to host PCI cards and things like that. So, mm. you know, there's the bit of mm. this, bit of that, you know, does, win here, fail there kind of thing. Does generic workflow um, just motor skills inside a application, I, the Mac way of doing things, how things laid out, mm. would you feel, would you find that jarring? Because I, the reason why I ask is so I have a split system where I run Windows 10 as well. Hmm. So I very, very occasionally use Sadie. Um, and every time I go into Windows, I have to kind of get my brain around what I'm doing again because I don't do it that often. Hmm. I suppose if I had to go and use a Windows machine, would I learn quickly how to navigate things quickly and be efficient in a, in a computer system? Because I've just yeah. used a Mac for the last well, years. it it depends. Uh, I guess it depends how much of your day to day workflow actually falls outside the core product. True. So you know, if you if you uh, if you boot up a uh, a Windows system and you double click on the Nuendo icon on the desktop, uh, if you could if you mm. could figure that out, and then everything else happens in Nuendo. Mm. You're you're good to go. It's I guess the issue is when you're jumping, you know, you know if you're throwing things out to put them through um, RX or uh, I don't know you. Yeah, if you're using the file manager, yeah. the file yeah. browsers, and so it's like when you actually get when you're actually using the operating system features. Um, I don't know. I would have thought the majority of it feels similar enough. Yeah. I mean, um, I do use. Uh, uh, I, I I have a um, Windows um, deal boot on on uh, this laptop here because I um, uh, I have a particular piece of software for the um, for motion capture that isn't available um, mm. on the Mac. So um, the easiest way to do it that was to to dual boot that. And I've been interested in the idea of like virtualizing and 
you know, so because what the one thing that does bug me about that is like when you need to transfer something or you need to pop into another application, you have to like reboot, and then you can't just copy and paste stuff. You know, no. it's just yeah. So, but I mean, the majority of my data is on like uh, external. I mean, the one thing I had to be careful of uh, is f formatting my external disks. So I try and run everything on XFAT because that can be read by window read and written by windows and yep. read and written by mac if you've got apf uh, apfs or um, uh, ntfs formatted disks you know you start to get into uh, kind of irritating one way only transfers and stuff when you switch between um, mac uh, windows and mm -hmm. And, and Mac, I don't know. I mean, there are. Uh, I think for general for general computing experience, I like uh, OS ten. I mean, I don't use a lot of the things that a lot of people do use um, because I don't have it into. Uh, you know, I'm not in the Mac ecosystem. Like, I don't have an iPhone, and I don't uh, um, have like uh, an Apple account with a tablet and everything all linked into one thing. Um, but you know, my dad does, for example. And uh, if if you said, "Oh, yeah, you have to change one aspect of that," like he, he would find that very yeah, annoying. Yeah. You know, you take a photo on his phone, and it's not immediately on his problem. computer. He can't pick <laughs> yeah. up from where he left yeah. off on one thing. You know, mm. so uh, if you get used to that way of doing things, I guess that would be more more irritating. But because I just don't. I mean, basically, the operating system majority of the time is just a host for opening. Application, applications yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah whereas i'm both feet in cemented <laughs> unfortunately i am oh i'm way in yeah yeah but you but oh you say that but you know like is do you do you use logic all the time no do you use final Cut all the time you know you mm. you said use you use wave labs wave lab is quite yeah but just the user the... like just the language of apple the user, oh, oh uh, do, you, do you both have yeah, like yeah. iPhones? I have an right. iPhone and yeah. iPad, a laptop. Because like, yeah. it is a language, isn't it? There's a design <laughs> yeah. language throughout the entire thing. And you just, hmm. like, you intuitively, like, oh, you before you even know it's a thing, you intuitively do something because you know Apple has done that thing. Like, that's, yeah. it's just... You've articulated my point far better, Chris. That's, yeah. a, that's yeah. a design language, you know. Um, Apple hmm. has a design language, right, where... You know, yeah. and that's that's what makes it feel so good, right? I tell you, I can I can just I can distinctly remember the the biggest difficulty when transitioning to uh, Mac was uh, Control C yeah, and Control yeah. V being yeah, Command yeah. C and Command B. I couldn't like the smallness mm. of that, you know, command being close to. My fingers just yeah. never fell on the keyboard correctly, and I th so it wasn't particularly helped by the fact I was actually using the same oh, right. keyboard. Okay, yeah. So oh, yes. you know, so yeah. so literally, boys. I had yeah. to. Yeah. So I was like, oh no, no, that's doing something if, random. If it I don't was a different keyboard, like an Apple <laughs> yeah. keyboard, your brain would probably be like, oh, that's different. You know, like mm. your your brain would be yeah. like, oh, it's good. But that, yeah. but I, but um, yeah. And so that was the main thing because obviously, like. In audio, you know, well, in any editing, you're yeah, copying, sure. and copying and pasting mm. quite the a lot. One I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like the the fact that that felt odd for the first like week or so, yeah. I couldn't remember that. Mm. But everything else, I don't really remember. I mean, that's the thing. I've only really properly transitioned yeah, yeah. in one way. If I try and go back again, what's that going to feel like? I do. I do wonder whether 
I guess Windows 10 is still very Windows looking it's quite slick in that though, way actually. that lots of yeah. other devices. You know, again, I'm not going to start ragging on Windows. I think software and the way stuff is done, it will become more generic. The way Windows mm-hmm. are made, as in, as in the Windows mm. applications, all look very similar now. Everyone's got yes. this design Actually, aesthetic, which is very similar. But let's 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 go back because this this is a, another beautiful tie-in to something we were saying earlier. So that concept is called WIMP, uh, Windows Icons Mouse Pointer, and the first major exponent of that, Riscos, the Acorn operating <laughs> system, had a mouse with three button three buttons on it. Mm. Um, and uh, you double-clicked on application icons to open them, and it had a bar along the bottom of the screen uh, where you could see visual representations of which applications were open, or you could keep applications or shortcuts on the bar. Years later, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Years later, this innovation was innovated by it's yeah extraordinary isn't it uh anyway yes yeah but i i agree and all that stuff around the edge i believe it's referred to as chrome around the mm. the window the, the the window of the window um yeah they are fairly unified i mean i don't think it's that difficult to switch from one to the other i mean i still have to re- try and remind myself what like uh red orange and <laughs> green mean on my on my uh on my window there but because the only one i really use is red i don't really re- i don't really use the enter i mean i definitely don't u- i never use full screen do any of you use full screen yeah no, I, I never use full screen app i use but... i use full because sc- i i mostly use a macbook pro 13 inch that's what I yeah. use. um and i i command tab apps that's like all of the time. I just that's how I navigate between things. So I just command tab apps, and if yeah. I when I have full screen apps, it just switches the wind. Like that's just how I how things work for me. Okay. Um, and then everything else is like trackpad gestures as well. Oh, that's part Actually, I never got thing. into those. I I never got into the track trackpad gestures either. Do you use external monitors at all? Monitors. Yeah, because oh, I, no, like, I don't. With I don't with um with full screen, I I find it never worked when I was trying to because I. The way my brain works is I have a central screen and then a screen either side and everything gets... Yeah, I, I have three right. three screens just like that. Yeah. And everyone goes, oh, it's because you're a tech... I'm like, no, it's literally the way my brain works is focus, peripheral, <clears throat> peripheral, and things get moved in and out of them. That's just my workflow. Yeah, life. I mean, I often have like the mixer fully, f- fully taking up and a few meters and stuff on one screen. The, um, uh, the arranged page on the mm. other screen and then uh things that are close to me like um, crossfade editings and other mm. little farting about and stuff because i've over the last year started using one of these to put um commands in oh uh, yeah oh yeah the stream deck thing stream deck and other buttons are available yeah other buttons are available uh it's the are best they? thing i bought <laughs> the last year i think they um, are yeah <laughs> Do you think so? Ah, now, but so so now, so if you if you now have to use a system without a Stream Deck, are you like, ah, oh, that button that does whatever isn't a button anymore? Yeah, is that just a nuisance? I mean, like, so for example, if you then have to work on a plane or a train, you're like, ah, oh, where's that button? If I was mastering on a train, okay, sure, uh... you're not going to be. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you haven't. But I've I, I've Up done the master um, train. Yeah. I've done um, uh, audio restoration on a train, which is probably not very uh, well advised. But I, I was... there's this there's this little clicking noise the whole time, and I yeah, can't get rid of it. Ah, no, it doesn't do that anymore because we have continuously welded uh, yeah. uh, railway railway lines on a plane. But like, there's this high pitched whining noise. It's so yeah. annoying. I just oh. Uh, I have I've done a little bit of real work on the tr- on on a plane, but on the train quite often. Um, uh, I've compiled I, a, I've yeah, compiled a DDP yeah. on a, on a train platform, right? Which is interesting. Yeah, so there, so you know, you're yeah. in the field. <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell you what I have done quite a lot of on train is um, writing software. That seems to be quite good because yeah. you get a you get a defined uh, period of time. Uh, yeah. There's nothing else you can do. You can't connect to the internet. Mm. So, so you're just there. One interruption to show to show your ticket, and that's it. And then, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, um, so that so yeah, if you're if you're, um, yeah, I, would... I, can, I can think of a couple of projects where I've I've done the uh, I've done bespoke software, like on backwards and forwards on trains because I've just come for I might have just come from a meeting mm. about the project. Obviously, not these were in the days when you used a train to get around instead of having to drive everywhere. I've never done any software development whilst driving. That's interesting. Good. This, this I'm glad definitely to hear pre- that. This feels can, like it's a safe thing, but also you can probably boring, do that in thing. a Tesla now or something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, so you might have literally just been at a meeting, get on the train, and think, well, I could just implement that right now. And so you, so, and by the time you get home, you know, you've already sketched out how it's how it's going to work, uh-huh. or writing actually write, uh, writing um, documents as well. If you've got something to write up, it's great because, you, as you say, basically it's very hard to get online because even if you use the, um, even if you tether or use the awful built-in Wi-Fi to some trains, uh, you know, you're constantly going in and out of tunnels and things. Mm. And you just get a bit of focused writing time. I'm hungry. Yeah. You're hungry, are you? Are you going like... to um, force somebody to carry gelato to your door and push it through your... <laughs> wow, man, that is memory. <laughs> That was like two years ago when I was in Manchester. Like I, I think I was just we were chatting and you were like, "Is it okay if I if I order in gelato?" I was like, "Well, on what basis? How do I? I don't really know how to answer that." But did you have a coffee delivered once, Chris? Yeah, I'm yeah. sure that I was had you. A, yeah, I had a couple of lattes delivered to the flat, um, and I just I felt del- like hanging d- up. Deliver delivery. Yeah, uh, it's because you'd got you. Was it delivery? You'd you'd signed up to some sort of premier trial or something. You didn't have to pay the delivery cost, so things just cost what they cost. There yeah, was yeah, like another the top of a really tall building as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it was a bit of a like just to get out of the whole complex was like a bit of a thing, you know. Is it, so uh, this is me reverse rationalizing previous <laughs> purchases, but um, yeah, like I did. Like where I were, the, were in... the other people were, were, were the were the people who ran the complex was that were they called wardens? Did you? Yes. Were, were there a lot <laughs> yeah, of? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Did you? Did you have to um, go yeah. through a metal detector on the way? This oh, poor delivery driver, like just, just at the door, yeah. knocking on it, and then handing over a cup of coffee, and then going, "There you are, sir," and walking yeah. away. I've earned my whatever it was, you know, whatever the, the delivery pay their oh. delivery driver. Um, oh, yeah, because well, when I lived in a flat in Manchester, there was a really, really good gelato place, quite local, and right. it would get to about ten thirty oh, in the evening, and I'd be like, mm-hmm. "Don't want, don't not want the gelato right now." 
and I have already paid for the delivery effectively. That was yeah, I think you that know, was so that was the um that's how they got me. Yeah. Um I've since I've since uh, unsubscribed. It's almost as if that was the plan. <laughs> <laughs> It's almost as if they thought, oh, yeah, if was, he's signed up, he's definitely going to do stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely the plan for the third party. To, uh, Delivery won't come to where I live. They won't come to where I live. It's just unbelievable. Like, you don't live in a big metropolitan yeah. you know, <laughs> population centre, so go I away. Mean, Newmarket's not a million miles away. That's fairly big. Not a million miles away from what? Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe True. delivery is uh, you know run no, I don't, exclusively I don't think it's out of Cambridge, uh, is it? It's, it's, it's not big. Well, in the, no, they um, delivery will do the city of Cambridge, but yeah. not any. So theoretically, I could walk, you know, I don't know, a couple of kilometers, two or three kilometers. I know, I know where it stops because it coincides with where these um, these yellow bikes. I think they're called Ofo or Ovo bikes or something. They yeah. that. It's also the point at which that stops. So there's this place, as so like this verge, where there's just a piles of these bikes thrown in a hedge because that's oh, by the Tesco. Oh, really? That's like that's like the the you get to that point and you're like, yeah. oh, okay. If I take the bike outside this point, um, I get fine. So I'll 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 uh, just stop my hire and just mm. ditch it. And so there's always like oh a pile wow, of off-road that's bikes weird. In they need to fix that obviously, right? Yeah, and then they need to allow the the bikes to come out. They're the scooters as well now outside Addenbrooke's hospital. Yeah, a I little red one. Ironic, like outside the A and E for Addenbrooke's. Like, <laughs> yeah. very dangerous high speed <laughs> scooters. Yeah, you scoot your way up, smash through the front door of A and E. It's like, yeah, it's uh, lacer- lacerations and head injury. I've just... <laughs> yeah. Are they I have electric? Not them. Like, I, I don't know. I, they... I've only briefly. Are they? Are, yeah, I, I've seen. I because I see them on. Um, uh, Newnham Road, mm. so there's a little rank of them, and I, I and they're always blinking. And I think, are they actually? Are they? Are they like literally scooters, or or do you jump on it and it goes? And they you know, must. They, they must be. They must be electric. Who's, I would who's gonna? Who wants it? I mean, we're quite a... hipster in Cambridge, but I don't think we want you know a sort of, uh, a, uh you know, an analog scooter hire model. I don't know what you know. I had a legit, I had I had a legit reason recently to to, to use delivery because I had to self isolate recently. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. because uh one of my flatmates tested positive. Um and um so I had to order in my groceries. Um sure. and co op are on delivery. And it was oh, only, it was only what, for for groceries for like yeah not... bits oh, okay That's yeah like so and it's only like awesome. two pound like if you go on <laughs> I can't believe this is content but if you go on like <laughs> Tesco or like Sainsbury's if you're listening yeah like, they they they're like they have like um their deliveries are like five pounds and not available until next Tuesday. And like you you don't have the uh, the capability of forward planning, so you're just like, well, oh, I just don't I need usually, an apple now. I just don't usually have to Get do one, it. Man, pick up one apple, run yeah. all the way up to. <laughs> well, I just don't usually have to do it, like because, like I have, like there's a Sainsbury's there, there's a Tesco right there yeah, yeah. where I am. Yeah. But you know, yeah, when... I used to live opposite a Tesco. We basically never had anything in the fridge. Yeah, right. Like, and um, easier to go and get pint yeah. of milk. There is there. a co-op. Fifty feet away from me, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing, nothing's ever in the cupboard. So, like, 
you know, I find out I'm isolating and I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, cool. I don't have a ton. I don't like, I, I only got bits. Like I had to get like eggs and milk and stuff like that. Like yeah. I've got a cupboard full of things, but um, I was like, oh, what do I do? And then I looked on Sainsbury's and Tesco. I was like, oh, that doesn't help. I have, I'm not waiting until next Monday. I'm halfway through isolation by then. Yeah. And then I went on <laughs> Deliveroo and co-op's on there so I can get get bits and it came within an hour. Co-op. Co-op. Partnership. Partnership at... Yeah. Part- <laughs> what's, your, what's, your, what's your email? Partners at unlockersound.com. Chris, we need to We, need we to always want content that. affiliates. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, I can say it's, it's, it's quite a diverse list today. Of, yeah, yeah. Of your, of your potential content affiliates. Avid, Focus Right, Steinberg. Yeah. Just hit us up. We're always open to Tesco. discussions. Tesco. <laughs> Deliveroo. First one's free, guys. Chris, Chris is nearby gelato shop. <laughs> I haven't I haven't investigated nearby gelato shop. I might have I might have gone a bit too overboard at the time with gelato and I was like There's no gelato in Burwell. Do they have um do they have delivery in Germany? Where when you No, where I lived there was nothing. There was like one really bad pizza place. Okay. That that ordered that was that did delivery. That delivered. Okay. Um but there was a, a local uh, kebab house that did great falafel because I was I was in a village like well one of our village pubs has just turned into a Thai restaurant which does uh, delivery or collection oh great that, that's good yeah, so um, I've yeah. heard good things about that have you yeah luck Thai yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't gonna I, I <laughs> yeah. wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna, gonna give away your what's well, so your many free down. promos oh tonight. but there's no there's mo there's multiple luck okay. ties in Cambridge area yeah okay. but if you but if luck tie are listening and want to sponsor us uh... a yeah. somebody is now piecing <laughs> together listening to every single episode you've ever done and they've got a cork board with with red yarn between yeah it, yeah exactly so he lives near this restaurant exactly <laughs> Part, part, partners at unlockyoursound.com it is good it is good though the the main the main the main problem is and this is not a, a not a particularly difficult problem for them to solve. On their website, it says, click to say our menu. You click on the web menu and it opens a PDF file, which is all, okay, it's all fine. We, we can, uh, I, I'm, I can cope so far. But then at the bottom of the menu, it says, uh, see the reverse of the menu for um, uh, set menus. And then you can't turn it over because there isn't a second side in the PDF file. It's just an image of one side. Not good so, enough, is it? No, exactly. I should probably tell them, but uh, <laughs> instead I'd forget. And then every time I looked at it, I was like, oh, I wonder, what it, I wonder what's in the set menu number six. Or... <laughs> and, in year, and, and in years to come, I go, and we only fail because nobody ever ordered the no, set menu. Yeah, we exactly. couldn't figure for, it out. For some reason, we're only ever... Yeah, exactly. The set menu is where we really make our bread and butter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or whatever the bread and butter equivalent. The, our prawn cracker. Chris... Um, it it did the the logic with the thing again. Oh, so um, my um, my my wave lab stopped recording for like a good ten minutes in the middle of the podcast, and I had to restart <laughs> it. So it's been a good day oh. for all day. But thankfully, Zoom seems to have been going the the uh, perfectly. So well, yeah. thanks to Tascam, other location recorders are available. I have been recording continuously because and I didn't use a computer because computers are terrible and always. Break. Unfortunately, I didn't put anything on the two inch. Uh, Oh, you didn't put it on the two-inch. Oh, what so, point? That should have been the backup. I completely messed so up. So you can't. I don't, send, I don't know why we bother. You can't I've only send got myself a to blame. <laughs> yeah. So it was because because the original concept was that we would just uh, you know if you want to actually hear you, you'd have a trailer presumably some sort of trail mm. and then it would say uh, send a telegram for uh, 
immediate shipment of uh, two-inch multi-track. Yeah, yeah. Containing the rest of the podcast, or do, or do you or do you accept um, carrier pigeons? You've got pigeon loft. Mm-hmm. No, yes. yeah, oh, actually, yeah. Good. Okay, so can you stick anyway, it? to do business. Yeah. Real I think this could this is this could be a uh, I mean because if you think about how much data you can fit on a small you know you you could send an SD card on a pa- uh, on a carrier pigeon that would definitely be quicker than lots and lots of methods. Oh, there was the there was the uh, every year I think it's called the MIT challenge. It's the fastest way to send a certain amount of data across the world, and every year they try and find a fast way of doing it. Right, and nobody is yet to beat UPS. Which is okay. to put it's, it's 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 normally a data package from the Hubble telescope, and it's sent right. from one location to another university across the world, and nobody's still beaten uh, UPS delivery. Get it? The, and the time of the time of download to upload is still yeah. slower than so international. How big is, it must be how quite big is, quite a lot of data. Oh, it, oh it's yeah, it's a lot of, of data. Yeah, it's a huge amount. Yeah, of yeah. Just, But no one. Because I was going to say it's not a it's not an email, <laughs> yeah. is it? So like, yeah, <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, you get that little warning saying <laughs> your Google your file is you know <laughs> twelve petabytes and uh, your you know anything yeah. over five megabytes is deleted or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, so what? So they just ship ship um, an array of hard drives yeah, or something. Yeah, just some hard nuts. drives. And yeah. like, especially like I think one of the challenges is just into into continental America, and it's like yeah, you you can't beat it. You, you cannot beat uh, a person in a van driving. At the speed limit, most of the way, with a package inside of it. Strange. What kind of real world application would it necessarily would it have transferring to be for like... huge amounts of data between two places for rendering or yeah or um, scientific investigation or back uh, restoration of backup from offsite backups because mm. there's that mine in big. Nevada where stuff's kept and things r- routinely mm. get sent there and then taken down into the mine and stored there. So they keep I don't know social security numbers I guess and. Various various things which are important, maybe to American government. Don't yeah, because there's another one. Um, there's a there's a, um, a a vault that contains seeds and DNA somewhere. Uh, that's not in America. Where is that? It's like in Iceland or Greenland or something. It's, it's, that's, it, yeah, it's the seed bank in yeah Norway. Sweet, yeah, yeah, it's Scandinavia, some yeah. some kind of cold cold north yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. Though what you were just telling me that story. It, it it's put a story into my head which i i i think it's almost certainly wrong but after the after this i'm going to immediately be googling this obviously i've got this i've got this um thing in my mind that there was this there was a race from it something like from the top of the bt tower in in london to the top of the empire state building or something it's like a thing for rich people to to mm. To play, so you start start there, and you run down the the tower, and it takes a long time to get, and then you have to figure out how to. And I I so so everything about this story could be wrong, but I I have got in my mind this idea that somebody won this by running down the running down the tower, and they had a sequence of uh, motorcyclists. That uh, f- uh, th- th- would take them from every uh, f- from the, the base of the tower, switching motorcycles at every uh, traffic light. So if the traffic light was red, you would just hop, jump, run across the road, jump on the next motorcycle. If it was green, that motorcycle would be redundant. And the, the, so it's like, you know. Yeah. Anyway, they weren't going very far because they used a Harrier jump jet with vertical takeoff capability at like the closest small place to to take off. And then 
off you I, go. I, I want now, this to be true. All, everything about that feels like it shouldn't be true, but I also want that to be true. Because I was thinking, like, you could also do in-flight refueling. You could literally yeah. fly, you could land in Central Park. I mean, you, you wouldn't be allowed to, obviously. But you could, yes. if you could, if you could but do... physically you could. But physically you could, vertical, yeah. yeah. You'd be so you, but, by... you, but realistically, you could do, you could do a multi-stage in-air refuel, land at JFK, and then get a mm. helicopter, uh, you know, they might... My dad is an XBT employee, worked in London a lot. I will be asking and saying, did you ever see a bunch of rich people running Was down? there ever a <laughs> race? <laughs> yeah. Was there a yeah, race? There's the restaurant, there's the revolving restaurant at the top. So I guess that's where... But that doesn't revolve anymore. Is that broken? There you I go. I Yeah. All I know is they took all the dishes off it. They, they removed all the yeah. dishes that made it iconic. Because no longer it. it's used. Yeah, yeah it, it made it its function. Whereas there, there's the... Um, the television tower in Berlin, which has got a revolving restaurant, and that does that does revolve, and it does have um, has some antennae on it. It didn't exist either until the late nineties, apparently. The BT Tower. No, well, didn't appear didn't... on any maps, and you couldn't and you could not. Refer oh, I see. To I apartment. thought you meant like before it was built, <laughs> it didn't exist. Like, no, yeah, you, that's you, you weren't allowed to refer to it in name or person on documents inside oh. BT or the government. So it'd be very is that because it was? Say, We're going to meet at. This at postcode. The unknown place. <laughs> the special location. I don't know. People are strange, aren't they? Yeah. Blimey. Well, who would have thought we would divulge? How, how far? Yeah, how far into... off East are we? Chris needs to go and have some gelato before, really hungry. before his hipster internal gene takes over his body and yeah. he just starts spraying oat milk and. <sighs> Uh, lattes. He everywhere. bursts, and much vegan matter is yeah, released. Just avocados <laughs> spill out of him. Oh, I mean, obviously we love you, but it's still fun. <laughs> <laughs> seen. I've been seen. seen. Uh, cool. Oh, well, thank well. you for your time again, Dan. For... No problem. It's. I mean, it's it's very silly and very funny. For the you know. For Joshy's and for Josh's um, interventions, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no problem. Pleasure as always. Just again, like in ten years' time, you can play it back to him and embarrass him at an opportune moment. Yeah. Oh, sure. Can't believe you do that. Oh. Oh, I hate you. Well, well, um, the, I think the first, the first one I did, my, um, my parents listened to it, um, and they said that they learned more about w- what I do and what I have been doing. From listening to the the podcast than they have from like you know decades of questioning. <laughs> what is it that you do? Why do you do it? Do you like it? You know, I don't Brilliant. know. I can't really answer that. But they just they just sat down and listened to the podcast and they're like, oh okay, he does all kinds of strange stuff, and it seems like he enjoys some of it. And then <laughs> and then my dad was like, yeah. And then it was just like three guys talking about how things were better when they were at university. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And a, oh, and kids bit. these days. <laughs> and a little bit of I feel very happy that your parents know that you're happy in your job. Pro- providing a very, a very useful service to them. Yeah, exactly. And Chris, why are you drinking water out of a wine glass? Why not? We don't know it's water. Oh, yeah, yeah true. This could be gin. He's been busy be brewing gin. himself. Yeah. yeah. It just feels a bit like, just feels a bit more, you know. Feels more special that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just come on, it's lockdown. It's. I still, I still have yet to uh, investigate that wine delivery you mentioned last week. Oh yes. I need to. Oh, we, we yeah. Anthony Burns Fine Wines. Mm. Link is in the description. 
Other wine are not available. Ten percent of your first order with uh, with coupon code unlock ten or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's what we want, isn't it? Oh no, I told I told them ages ago that they want to do an affiliate system. It's like, yeah, but I don't really know how to write that. And he just wrote it all from scratch. So yeah, one arrived mm. the other day. Good. Yeah. At um, Valentine's Day, we had a nice, <laughs> and after that, we drank some wine. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, at the risk of getting myself in a lot of trouble, <laughs> and as we sail oh sailing God. precariously close to the two and a half hour mark, yeah. we should. Uh, yeah. Cool. We should, we'll, right, we should guys. call it, call it right. a day. Yeah. Cheers, yeah. Dan. Yeah. If anyone's still listening, <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. You've done well. <laughs> yeah. Bye, guys. All right. Bye, cheers, bye. guys. All See right, you bye. soon. Bye. bye. bye.